to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love pleasure. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh my God! Every Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are matt christensen and blonde hello and welcome to the show it is a very bittersweet call-in show the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy for the final time for the time being because of course tonight we say goodbye to this iteration of the call-in show perhaps uh, the call-in elements and the email question elements will return at a later date, but we say goodbye for the reasons discussed last week and, of course, on the Sunday stream. So I will waste no time revisiting all of that emotional experience, and we will give as much time to our callers tonight as we possibly can, unless you have any uh, goodbyes that you'd like to say at the top of the show. No, I mean, I was pretty jazzed about this, but then I was like, am I going to cry? <laughs> Uh, pregnancy hormones, I would assume. Yeah, it is the end of an era, though. Oh, and I did want to tell people that I inexplicably got my Twitter account back. That is blondes underscore tweets. I don't know why I got it back. I don't know, but for now, I am back on Twitter. So congratulations, butthead. I'm not doing that. Hmm. Uh, do you have your soundboard open, by the way? I want your clicks. You want my clicks? Yeah, I got it. All right. Um. Oh, there was something else I was going to say, but now I forgot. I guess we'll just we'll move right we'll move right on through, and uh, we'll start with our calls. Of course, we'll catch up with your super chats every half hour as well, guys, and we'll get to your email questions at the end of the show. But the first caller this evening is uh, Mister Short, version of the N word guy. Hello, what's in your mind, nice sir? To talk to you guys. Sad Hi. that the call-in show's finishing. Um, I hope your guys' night is doing all right. Dangerous faces told me to just tell everybody to speed things up, be in the call-in waiting room, because some people are missing at the moment. Mm. Yes, if you are trying um, to call in, make sure to hang out in one of the waiting rooms, the voice-enabled one or the quiet one, because that's where our call yeah. screener grabs you. Exactly. Uh, so, my question for tonight, it is that I bought a beauty and the beta shirt like a long time ago hmm. and it's one of my favorite shirts you know yeah. i wear it all the time and to the point that now i'm starting getting holes in it oh now, man well thank you for the advertising uh, i don't think anybody ever recognizes it so <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you don't have to shoot me down that easily but uh, i appreciate it nonetheless <laughs> well especially now now it's called madame blonde show yeah, yeah. Know, they're gonna be confused is but the question is um Am I the weird one? Because usually when I have like favorite shirts or, it's, or like I go traveling, I buy a shirt, I might wear the shirt for a while oh, because it has like memories and whatever. But then like as it deteriorates, I'm like, well, I don't want it to deteriorate to a point that I actually have to throw it out. So I end up just like putting it in like the back of my drawer. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a sentimental thing. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, tell me, well, you're not that weird because I have variations of that same feeling, but it's not usually clothes, although maybe shoes. 
Uh, I had a I, pair of um, running shoes for actual jogging that I ran till they had holes through them and I didn't want to throw them away because I felt like they had made such a contribution to my life. Is Blonde, Blonde frozen? Is she gone? Hello? Are you there? What? Hello? I was like, yeah, your face was frozen for a second. Sorry, now you're back. Um, it's all that so, Botox. So I get the, clo- <laughs> the clothing use thing, but for some reason I always feel sad when I throw away a toothbrush. I don't know why. What I, the fuck is wrong with yeah, you I know. people? You should change out your toothbrush all the time for hygiene reasons. But I always feel like that toothbrush has served me so honorably. And then it just it, it gets the disrespect of just being tossed in a trash can. Mm. Oh, my God. What is wrong with well, you guys? Yeah, no, I usually just like keep like, a, especially when you're like traveling or if you get like a shirt at like a specific event, you know, you go to like a concert, you get that shirt. Then you're like, all right, you know, really like the band, whatever, and you wear it for a while, but then it gets holes. There's no so, inanimate object that captures your sympathy or your your heart in that way. Is that what you're saying? Juan? No, I, I do not get attached to objects. I think it's weird, hmm. including houses, because I've been trying. I want to sell the house that we live in. And my husband's like, ooh, but our daughter took her first steps here. Blah, blah. I'm like, who cares? Like, live somewhere better. Lon, this is a lie. Everybody has collections, and your collection is dead body parts. So that's, that's true, true, but I'm not emotionally <laughs> attached to them. Like if somebody came to my house and robbed me and stole the toe, I, I wouldn't. It's not my fucking toe. I guess. Hey, I would get over it. Too. No, I th- I think you'd be sad about that. I, doubt it. I mean, and the eyeball. So- I would never. You know, they're priceless collectibles, especially because the eyeball came from a listener. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. Is, so it's a relic of the show. Do I do I buy a Matt is Madame Blonde show shirt or do mm. I wait for the tenant shirt? I don't know what the plans for merchandising over there are, so I, I couldn't tell you that. But I will make you a better deal than that. If you email me a picture of this shirt with the holes in it, I will get you a brand new shirt of your choice. Uh, it, it's not it's not to the point that I need to throw it out yet. You know, it's got well, some small holes at the moment. Yeah, you you, like, sh- yeah. you send me a photo of that. I will I will send you whatever T-shirt you want because you've earned it. <laughs> OK, thanks. Thanks. And, uh, you know, I'll I'll dip off, let other people on. But the last thing that I want to say is that there's a reason why Ukraine and Israel are both going after the money. OK, everybody knows Zelensky is a Jew, too. <laughs> well thank you well, for people that people are de- going to say all this stuff tonight I guess, it's going to yeah, be awesome thank you for that <laughs> departing thought of course thank you for all your calls man I, I appreciate it very much thanks for your contributions to the show and uh, I hope to see your email and have a great night right. you, you as well thanks Bye. you know that shirt is offensive because it looks like it says nigga right yeah that's the point. I didn't realize. I thought it was just, but it does kind of that, that one of those does kind of look like an I. But there's no other G. So it's yeah. Nuga. You just now realized that? Why did you think it was offensive? I, well, I, I, I was just hearing you say it, but now that I'm looking at the shirt, I'm like, oh. Yeah. I see why all these Nugas were offended. <laughs> or at least one guy who doesn't even live in Nuga, I don't think. True. Yeah. Just an internet guy who's pissed off. Okay, let's try uh, Dollar Thief. Dollar Thief, are you there? Oh, Dollar Thief. I forgot that I left my name as that. That's very anti-Semitic. Okay. What do you it's, got for uh, us? I got a little song for you if you, you li- you're willing to listen. 
What um, the hell accent the full, am I am I hearing? Is this Doctor Fauci or is this um? <laughs> All right. uh, what is what is the song? It. I tried. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be. Uh, oh, I know what it was supposed old, to be. Raspy old man. That's yeah. it. That's all. Uh, <laughs> Were you actually going to sing the song? I don't mean to stomp on that. Oh, well, I was gonna. Nope. Well, if you uh, <laughs> how. OK, how be honest, how how likely am I to be punished for this song? Does the word gorillion get you punished? No, I don't think so. What's wrong with that? Is that a hate term? Uh, It's definitely on a certain Greenblatt website. Is it? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to look at it. Gorillion? Yeah. Oh, I see. Because of of its relationship to uh, the number six. That's why. Yes. I see. Seriously. Yeah. No, it, it really. Have you ever like perused that website? Mm-mm. for like, uh, all the hate terms it's i guess like, i haven't looked at you, all the symbols and words uh just flip through once one like wait a minute eventually. wait a minute hate on display okay right next to gorillion as you referenced is ma holocaust m-u-h <laughs> okay come on the ma uh, don't. okay all right you can't say ma holocaust well yeah no you you'll uh you're very anti-Semitic if you're saying right. the Holocaust. It's like saying, uh, uh, what is it? My, my feelings and uh, my femi- anything. Right. Ma. This one is pretty far, though. In their examples of uh, the memes, I'll give them this one. I think this is a picture of Auschwitz. And instead of what is it? Didn't it say work will set you free above it or something like that? I forget which camp said that. But this one says uh, Holocaust in the ironwork. That's <laughs> OK. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. I gotta say, they have a point on that one. I think. Well, why don't we make T-shirts well, like that? Uh, well, you're. you're <laughs> I'm going to shy away from that particular branding, but you're welcome uh-huh. to your own enterprise. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't have a song for you. I'm not. I'm no. going to skip that for now. All right. <laughs> uh, another one that's on that on that site is uh, it's okay to be white. We probably went over that before, but yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's, I'm. That's on there. That's on the ADL site too. Uh, yeah, I, I would nuts. believe that. That seems about right. There's another one I'm looking at here. Anti-racist is code for anti-white. Like that's hateful. When in fact, that's kind of, I think, just a correct description. But I'm sure there are many examples of that. Yeah. All right. Well, there's like a billion and a half people that signed in for tonight. And yeah. I, I would hate to take up time. Uh, I, would, I think there were actually, it was a gorillion that signed in tonight, to be precise. <laughs> there we go. Six yeah. gorillion, really. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> okay, get the hell out of here before you get us in trouble. But thank you for your contributions <laughs> to the show, man. I appreciate it very much. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry that your uh, your channel's going down and whatnot. So uh, taking, the, taking everything away. <laughs> you know, yep. F's out in the chat. All right. It's all over. All right. All thank right. you, man. Appreciate <laughs> Peace. it. Peace. Uh, Chief Slingin' Beef. Chief Slingin' Beef is up next. Mr. Slingin' Beef, what's on your mind? Hi. I got nothing. Can you hear anything? Yeah, I, I can hear him. Weird. Oh, I can't hear him at all. That's a first. Has this ever happened? Ever? Uh, not commonly, but yeah, unfortunately, if I can't hear him, the stream can't hear him. So, Aww. Slingin' Beef, I'm going to have to put you in tech problems. Will you communicate that to him really quick? Slingin' Beef, can you hear me? 
Oh, he can hear both of us. All right. Oh, but we can't hear him. So um, he says he hates you and that he heard you have a micro penis and that he's worried that you're going to get gay with Dave, Dave Rubin. <laughs> uh, all right. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> Did he actually say okay. that or is that your contribution? You can't Aww. laugh at things nobody can hear, but I, we can relay okay, okay. a quick Okay, get out message. of here. Get out of here. No All one right. can hear you. I can try it. I, we can see if we can get that figured out. But what were you Dude. laughing at? He put his son on. And he sounded really cute. Oh. Well, let's try. I think everything's about you, don't you? Let's try Hugh Jorgen. Hugh Jorgen. Hugh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. What's on Hugh. your mind? All right. Well, I'm glad to be a part of your last show. It's it's a little sad that it's, the tradition is ending. I've been watching it for years now. Aww. Well, thanks um, for tuning in. Yeah. So will you keep this final show up on your channel? Mm, considering the last call, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's, um, yeah, I hadn't considered it making it a, a, a special occasion. Um, but yeah, because this show gets a little, little out there. I think it's an audio only production. Okay. Well, uh, let's see. I'll tell you, I'll give you a little bit of a tranny nonsense as I think Juan might say. Okay. 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 Uh, here's a, here's a little background. I was living in Washington state. I was uh, working at the state psychiatric hospital there, South of Seattle. And um, I got, well, I didn't get fired, but I would have been fired had I not quit because I was refusing to take the vax. Nice. So after, so after that, I moved to the southeast to my native state. I'm not going to say exactly where it is. And uh, after a fairly lengthy period of unemployment, I finally found another psychiatric facility to work at in uh, one of the larger cities in the state. And uh, it's a private place. And uh, <clears throat> they have a policy. They're, they're very, um, this is exactly the kind of stuff I was trying to get out of in Washington state. I moved to the southeast to get away from this woke nonsense, but hmm. I get I get it slapped right in my face. This is an inpatient psychiatric facility. We put trans women in rooms with women. Okay. And vice versa. Yeah. Uh, who so, got uh, ass raped in, in psychiatric uh, settings? Uh, <laughs> yes. In psychiatric okay. Wow. What could go wrong? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And you can't really, I mean, I, I can't keep my mouth shut about it, but you know, there's, it's basically, if you want to stay employed there, you just grin and bear it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not aware of any sexual assaults happening, but there was this um, one trans woman of color who looked like, um, let's see, well, kind of like a gorilla. Um, <laughs> okay. Massive. Yeah. Very, very muscular. Yeah. Um, nice, long, blonde wig. Mm. This person jumped onto the desk at the nursing station, butt naked. And was swinging her she penis around like in circular windmill motions, and just saying saying all sorts of stuff. And uh, you no personally witnessed this? No, no, I was there. I was not there that night, but uh, but I know the person, and I've, I've been told the story by several people. I I fortunately did not witness the the windmill, you know, she penis. Okay. Good lord. But, it's not against the law, whole fuck but you. you know, like you were saying before, I mean, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets forcibly sodomized. In yeah, that's where, I, that's where I thought you were going. I thought you had uh, yeah. a, a story of such a thing. Well, I mean, there, 
there was another one, another trans woman who was terrorizing her female roommate and uh, just threatening to just beat beat her to death. And uh, there's no, I mean, we tried to, we had to, had to move her out of the room where there was no room. So she had to sleep like on a mat in the floor in the day room because we had no other room because, you know, because of this policy. Wow. And when, when was this? How recently? Um, a couple months ago. Oh, so, uh, but you, you're no longer working there now. Or no, I'm still working there. Oh, I'm okay. still working there. I don't, I don't work there that much. I'm kind of backed off. But, uh, and this is all in the what, Southeast. This is not in some insane urban setting. Right. This is, okay. this is the Southeast. This is my refuge from, yeah. from left coast wokeness. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, are are you at personal risk from such things? Or are you just an observer? Like, are, are you going to be potentially uh, at risk because of the things going on? Um, that's, that's a very good question. Um, if, if a sexual assault happened and I was there that night, then yes, I am potentially liable for the situation. Hmm. So you would, you would have to, are you saying you would have to intervene or would you have to have any kind of direct involvement? Well, um, well, I'd have to stop it. I'd have to call in the cops and have, you know, police reports done and all that. And, it would be a, it'd be a big deal. It'd be hmm. a real pain in the ass. Hmm. And well, yeah, uh, I mean, for I you could, and the I victim could, both, I suppose, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time. I mean, it's, it's insane. All right. Well that, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that. I mean, it's terrible for the people who are in a legitimate, a legitimately, well, I, I shouldn't even imply that the transgender stuff is outside the boundaries. I do believe a lot of that stuff is a legitimate mental health or psychiatric condition. I I'm sure that there, there would be benefit for, for a psychiatric intervention. It's just how in God's name could it be to place men who, who have mental health problems with women who also have mental health problems? I know that's a no brainer, but whatever, but this is what they want. They're not treating the transgender stuff as a mental illness. That's just, that's yeah, that's just not the reason they're there. They're like tranny and exactly. schizo or something. Right. So Man. the medical profession is becoming more and more on board with this stuff. Like, and either you go along with it or you do something else. Hmm. Well, uh, what's your strategy then? Are you, as far as your, your involvement in this workplace, do you think it's something you want to speak up about? Or are you just trying to keep your head down or what do you think you're going to do? Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been meditating on that quite a bit. I probably just want to get out of the situation myself, but yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, it, it sounds like a ticking time bomb. I mean, not just for the victims of what is probably a forthcoming sexual assault, but for you as someone who has to have some some degree of involvement in that liability. Uh, you know, you mishandle the situation. All of a sudden, you're a bad guy who's going to be in trouble or something like that. Uh, man, I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't blame you if you decided that that was too tough of a situation to manage. And there's something new that's just come up in the in recently since then that um, patients are allowed to keep their cell phones on their person, like pretty hmm. much all the time. And uh, what could possibly go wrong with that? Somebody getting, you know, photographed, videoed, naked. Um, Having a mental breakdown. Yeah. I mean, all sorts of things. And I, I know that they would scapegoat the staff if anything happens. Yeah, I, I could certainly see that situation. So I hope that doesn't happen to you. But uh 
But man, thanks thanks for the call and thanks for sharing that with yeah. us. I I guess right. I hadn't heard of this before, but it does make sense in the con- in the current context that that's going on. So I I appreciate your insight on that. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in and for contributing to the show. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's try slinging beef once more. Chief slinging beef. We'll try again. I don't know if I can hear you or not. No, I still got nothing. Can you hear him? I can hear him. Ah. Well, I suppose we could offer him a quick thought or comment if you're able to relay it. You want to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. He can hear me, but I can't hear him. All right. So if you want to listen in, I'll shut the hell up. Right. You too. You too. You too. Um, he was talking about this Robert E. Lee statue being a, a guise to incite violence under the in, in the general public. I don't know too much about that people. story. I saw they they incinerated one or melted one. I think down. they melted it down. I don't know to make a statue of Martin Luther King's balls or something. I'm sure. Um, what was that one they made a little while ago that looked like an actual ass or something? I can't remember. What was we talked about that on the show. It looked obscene. It was a Martin Luther King statue. I got to oh. find it. Was that this last MLK? Yeah, it's it was the it was his arms around Coretta Scott King. It was like just mm. his arms hugging. Yeah, yeah. And from certain angles it totally looked like an ass. Yep. Uh did he did he have any additional thoughts on that or just uh no, that was it. Uh, yeah, I, fortunately, I just don't know too much about that story other than I saw them melting it down or incinerating it. That that clip was circulating on Twitter. And it, it does go to show that we can't even even the supposed common ground of, OK, if this is history that we don't want to, quote unquote, celebrate, can we compromise on the museum angle or to preserve the history of this or dare I say even the artwork that it is because whether you like yeah. the person or not these are kind of fine art pieces they're not easy to make it took a guy yeah. a long time to do it uh but it goes to show that, that even accepting history completely and it's good and bad pieces and i'm not even saying that robert e lee was bad quote unquote necessarily like i understand he was re- widely revered by the north and the south yeah i mean an educated gentleman. This whole thing of hating Robert E. Lee is retarded. Well, the 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 propaganda that the Union was nothing but a bunch of morally square saviors, and the Confederacy was nothing but a, but a bunch of uh, racist people trying to kill blacks all the time, is not at all correct. So, but uh, point I'm making: these people will not agree. They'll sell you on that compromise to try to get you to take the statue down. But that's not what they want. They they don't yeah. want the statue just down. They want the pieces of history they don't like actually destroyed. And it looks yeah. like that's what they did yeah. in this case. Yeah. All right, we got to let you go, buddy. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Sling and Beef. I'm sorry that uh, we couldn't get you out in the air, but of course we appreciate your contributions to the show. Thank you, man. Bye.
Okay, we got time for at least one more before the bottom of the hour. Juggernaut, what's in your mind? Uh, duct tape and all. Yes. And- the duct tape will... Uh, I'm taking the duct tape with me. The duct tape's sticking around. <laughs> yeah. So, how are you guys? We are all right. What's on your mind? Speak for yourself. Uh, Blonde's very no. sad, actually. Inexplicably. I am. I mean, it's always sad when, uh, when it's, you know, we've been doing this show for like in, in May, it'll, it'll have been eight years. That's a yeah, long the calling show is almost exactly seven years old. Oh, I thought we started in May. No election night or day oh. after election is when I started doing it. 2016. That's a long time. You know, it just sounds like you're being a woman. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sentimental about my own home, but I'm sentimental about the call-in show. And she has never been sentimental about this show until tonight. It's true. (laughs) I just constantly dunk on this show. Anyway, what what would you like to talk about? I'd like to remind the audience that Ben Shapiro is, in fact, a Jew. Oh, I was not aware. Could anybody forget with his voice, face, (laughs) yarmulke, stance on Israel... Has anybody ever forgotten that Ben Shapiro was Jewish? You're an asshat. <laughs> That's news to me. I had not. I had. I. I had no idea. I'm glad to inform you. I'm a Gentile, by the way. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Ah, indeed. You're an asshat. Did you want to talk about usury at all anymore? Well, yeah. I, oh, I, good for well, you. Was that? Sorry. Blonde's got the button bar and it's not it won't make sense. Well, uh, that was to his Gentile comment. It just came oh, in really late. It's really hard to time these. I well, hit I was, it like immediately. I was still clicking the problem is I was still clicking the Ben button. And you can only do oh. one at a time. So okay. it'll yeah. we were fighting over it, is yeah. what you're saying. Uh yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that because I know you've sent a sequence of email questions about it and whoa, what the hell was that? It was the chirping. He lives with Joy Behar. That I yeah, I just heard a really loud um what do they call them? Ceiling birds or whatever. It wasn't me. Yeah, that was crazy. But um, yeah, because it's hard for me to get your thoughts on it or what I might be missing based on just a, an email question, of course. So if you wanted to explain uh, your thoughts on usury, go right ahead. Well, it seems like such a toxic setup. And then the Bible talks about basically using usury to keep people poor, preventing them from growing by their own means i think in our society that is still true mm-hmm. you basically pay off the house your house when you buy a house you pay it off for the rest of your life because of loans and usury of the loans yeah well i guess what would the alternative be though if not lending how how does one acquire a home you save up and you buy it with your own money maybe if there wasn't as much uh government fuckery it might be more realistic to do you know these days they'd have to sell it to what people could afford no um uh i guess yeah maybe there's some inflationary factor that way i I don't know but the reality too for builders is like it costs what it costs to build a home and you can't sell Mm -hmm. it below that yeah um but maybe maybe they're Maybe because, well, especially I suppose when interest rates are low and it's just like free money, borrow as much as you want. Who cares if you're borrowing, you know, $500,000, $600,000, $700,000, whatever. But I, so I understand why people would be 
borrowing large amounts when the cost of borrowing is low. But why would they borrow large amounts when the in in the context of use? Usury, which is always difficult for me to pronounce correctly. Usury. Why would they borrow in that context where interest rates are high? Well, you want to own a home, no? Yeah, but there is a rate that's no going to. Of the... yeah, yeah, but, but th- what about right now? Inflation, let's say 7%. Interest rates are 8%. It's only marginally worse than inflation. And you want to be a homeowner because there's nowhere to put your money anyway. Um, or if you want to do a short-term loan, like you're confident your business endeavor is going to be successful, but it's a high-risk loan for the lender, I can see how you would do it, right? Or if you're impulsive and you don't know how to make financial decisions. <laughs> I guess I just worry that, uh, I mean, my my worry about this is if the government is dictating what loan terms are acceptable, which to to an extent, a large extent, they already kind of do with with the Federal Reserve and the central banking system anyway. But in a system where they're telling the market what is and is not an okay interest rate on a loan, are we going to discourage the sort of lending that gets people into their homes and that creates new businesses and that creates new <sighs> growth, new prosperity, all of that sort of thing. Like I don't, I guess from my perspective, the way to do, to correct excessively high interest rates is with the individual consumer on a, on a mass scale saying, no, I will not pay that interest rate, which is kind of like, I mean, it's kind of what we're witnessing now with the housing market. The fed has set interest rates so high that with the intent of cooling off the market and fewer people buying, I'd prefer that the market just does that naturally, but there, there is a line, there is an interest rate at which people will stop borrowing. And I'd rather have the individual consumer make that judgment than the government. And of course, you know, the, what about the inflation within the, within the market outside of the interest rate? Nobody really talks about that. Like uh, I, I sold a house recently that if the world were fair, that house would be worth like 50 grand. It's a fucking piece of shit, you know? So why, why are people in Coeur It's insane. It's like, it's like hobble, little hobbles. People are paying half a million dollars for like, in what world is this, is this house worth half a million dollars that also needs to be corrected. So it's not like, it's just the lack of market forces. Yeah, I think, well, we, we might see a correction on that stuff. Cause a lot of the inflation of, Home prices is a result of the easy money policies of the last few years. Now, now we're not in that anymore. But when everybody was getting money at like two percent, three percent, or whatever, yeah, it's like they'll 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 borrow a huge amount. They'll borrow more than the house is actually worth because who cares? They're well, not. Yeah, paying, why wouldn't you? Yeah. They're they're paying. They're not paying a lot of interest on it. But I there's know. a market freezing effect too because people that are in a house now that refinanced in 2019 for two and a quarter, like they can't move. Uh, yeah. What are, what, and what yeah. How could you? It's like if you if you have a, a mortgage at two percent and you want to you have need for a bigger house, or you want to move for whatever reason. How could you trade two for eight? Unless that's you the situation absol- I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you had to do it like you, you know, whatever situation you're in, you must move now. But if yeah. you have any discretion yeah. in that, you wouldn't do it. <sighs> Sucks. Hmm. Uh Juggernaut, uh, I'll gladly give you a last word on all that because we've kind of taken up the majority of your call here. I think <clears throat> on your comment about the individual, in an ideal world, the individual would have enough knowledge to make these decisions. That would be wise. But there's 
millions of topics that you can learn. And a lot of them have to do with how you make money to begin with. So we can't expect each individual to make the correct decision on everything. They'll probably just go with the mass or whatever's biggest, like a corporation or a government. Yeah, and it is true that government has played a big role in incentivizing people to borrow money who absolutely should not be eligible to borrow money in the way that they were. The whole the whole subprime mortgage nonsense that went on, putting people into loans intentionally knowing that they were unlikely to be able to pay those loans back. Um yeah, that that sort of stuff is wrong too. Um but yeah, I mean I I well, I've kind of made my thoughts on it clear i suppose just because i don't trust that guy to make the judgment that i would make doesn't mean that i feel like i'm right in in taking his choice in that matter mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, I don't dispute your point that people will make bad judgments i just don't know that the exertion of force at the government hand is the is the way to correct that but maybe not government but perhaps church Oh, I, yeah. I'm with you there. We definitely need Jesus. I, uh, I 100% agree. Anyway, uh, thanks for great, your great last call. <laughs> thanks for your contributions to the show, man. I appreciate it very much. I'll be around. All right. Still. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. Okay. Goodbye. Take a, a few super chats here before we hop back into the calls over on Rumble. Holden Mulray says, hi, truth seekers. Can you name an industry or two that is you think is ripe for disruption? Cheers and God bless. Well, disruption of. Uh, what uh, of, of what, I guess. I sp- Innovation. Yeah, disruption. There's positive disruption in that way, and there's negative disruption, like a massive correction. We were just talking about housing, for example. I do think housing is due for uh, probably some. Yeah. We're probably going to see some means, correction though. in that market, but disruption, like a shakeup, for positive reasons. Um, well, uh, online media. How about that? <laughs> yeah, really. We we definitely need a shakeup in, you know, the YouTube world i look forward to that i hope that we're able to achieve that at some point like i I would speaking of doing this show for seven years it was such a more fun environment not that it's not fun now and i don't enjoy it now but 2016 was like the anything is possible era and i really would love to have that come back in uh in internet media maybe it will someday but that would be my answer the industry i'm in is my choice um i think maybe like a like cell phone and cell phone communication is going to go through some kind of major disruption. I mean, of course Mm. I don't know what that's going to look like. We're going to have like the the star Wars style holograms. I think something, something's going to happen. I mean, I think it's going to integrate some of the AI that we've been seeing, Hmm. or maybe it's going to be some sort of implant or something like that, but there's some major disruption coming this way. Shadow band. Thank you. uh, Holden shadow band says, what up? Nougas love the shirt. Well, thank you. I, I wear this shirt probably like every third stream now, uh, just because I, I love I love the shirt and I love the bit. Just like the the caller earlier, I'm gonna wear this shirt until there's holes in this one. <laughs> Fucking retard says no, no. Just want to say, want to hear Matt say thanks for supporting the show. Fucking retard. Well, there you go. <laughs> can I say this name? Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. It is. I think I can say this. It is. Uh, 
Niggle93. Niggle93. The N-word. You know what the N-word is? $10 for Blonde. Thanks for taking my call first. Thank you for supporting the show. Oh, and then he he followed up. Uh, he said, $20 for Matt have to keep the gender pay gap going. Thank you for that. <laughs> we love uh, you. You're very special. Mr. Token S-Word. Hey, Majagas. I'm glad. Uh, I'm sad to see the show go, but I'm hopeful you'll bring it back someday. I haven't even been here from day one, and I'm still really upset about it. You didn't actually cover anything in that Tenant Minio video you put out today. You think you're so smart, but you didn't say if Lauren is going to be releasing content there or she's staying at the Blaze. Well, uh, that is Lauren's area. That's Lauren's to discuss. You know, I can't. I can't speak on behalf of other people. I understand your curiosity about that. Word on the street is that she's going to be releasing hardcore pornography. That that's going to be the focus of the network. Yes. Um yeah, I mean I understand why you're curious or why you're curious about it, but of course, you know, I can't I can't step on her toes in that way. That's up to her to discuss and that's up to her to announce. But I can tell you generally that she's launching this project for a reason. She is very she she looks forward to this project greatly and so you know draw your own conclusions about trajectory and intent but whatever she decides in her relationship with the blaze is hers to announce and thanks for supporting the show man uh firewolf says uh what did jesus christ really look like asked a white caucasian or no that's not a I read like it was a quote from what did he look like a white caucasian i don't know if that's trolly or sincere or what but i'll take your word for it i have i've not seen the photography anyway uh thank you guys over on rumble we're good on odyssey we're good on d live uh actually mr nargus thanks for supporting the show on d live take a couple on youtube and tippy and hop back into it Captain Norman, congratulations on your new opportunity to spread your content matt it does show that hard work and stick to itness i hate it when people say that pays off in the long run with opportunities presenting themselves, PS Gay is available as of this. We can't stop you. Well, thanks for supporting the show. I might buy uh, Tenet is not gay just to have it. Or Tenet, Tenet is not gay. Not Tenet is not gay. Tenet is not gay. I don't know. Will you get fired? I wouldn't have to set it up to forward there. I could just have it point? in case I convince them that there is a market advantage in in owning a dot gay domain as, as well, well tenant is dot it, it, it is gay. You get you and Ruben. And that's true. It's pool. It's like know. at least 50% gay. Yeah. Yeah. Not that guy with the beard though, but maybe the one with the glasses, but Taylor Hansen, the actual yes, meme guy. If I found out that that guy was gay, I would fall over dead from shock. I, would I uh, my understanding is he's not, but yeah, there's no way my sources tell me anyway. With beard um, thickness and density like that, there's just a zero percent chance. Yeah, and you you don't uh, you don't get the impression in some of the edited photography, but that beard is like Scottish red too. You that's, know, it's not right. fire red; it's like that auburn red, mm. which I admire on account of being gay. You know, I take note of other men's that's hair true. color. Did you ask him about his pubes? <laughs> no, I did not. I bet uh, it's the same. Yeah. Uh, truthfully, Ravens. well, actually, on that topic. He's the only guy in the entire project I've met in real life. I've never met any of the other people in real life. Just him. So you've seen his pubes? Nope. Oh, was this a non sequitur? Just the face. Okay. Yeah. Just, just his face pubes. Um, yeah. 
final make my own Wednesday call and show with blackjack and hookers. Forget the call and show and the blackjack. Well, the hookers are here to stay. They're coming with me too. Thank yeah. you, man. He also said, uh, Matt, are there any plans to upload the new show to the audio platform? Yeah, I've had that question from a few different people. Uh, of course, the new show is committed to tenants platforms, so I can't take it and just post it on some audio platform wherever I'd like to. However, I know that people like having an audio feed of the show and it's not very hard to do. So I'm going to ask the powers that be over there if that's something that we could arrange. And if they don't want to even do the work of it, I will volunteer my services to post that for them if they uh, would let me do that. So I'm going to make a push and my guess is they'll probably say yes because I'll tell them that people are interested in that and they're interested in growing the audience, of course. So I will see what I can do. I would say give me a little bit of time on that um, just because there's so many things that have to be done, like so many little things you have to do to start a new production. And that is one of them that's not done yet. So I will uh, I'll make a push for that to happen. Thanks, man. Uh, let's do a few more. Uh, he also said Matt and I once made love. Then he broke up with me and closed the door saying this is the last time we'll ever be here. I'm moving on to better things. Saying in response. Heartbreaking. That's disgusting. You know, I had a, an emailer uh, tell me you need to do an I will remember you for the call in show. And I thought, well, that's that would be kind of interesting. But there's so much history to it. How do I condense it into just a, like a 30 second bit? And how do I do it in a way that is not like making fun of callers or something? I don't want to do that. I'd have to like. Why are you so worried about making fun of callers? It's what they, it's, it's what they want. Like, they want the abuse. It's I a guess. sex thing. Because them. I don't want people to be discouraged from participating. That's why. No, it's some, it's some light abuse of your audience. It keeps us sane, hmm. keeps them sane. There's nothing worse than people that are like just constantly obsequious to their audience. I'm so grateful for your support. Some Ugh. of us are grateful. <laughs> Jeez. I am grateful, actually. Um, oh, well, he also said, Blonde, are you at all familiar with Joseph de Maestre? I probably said that wrong. If not, I encourage you to read the study on sovereignty. It may give you future content ideas. Um, you may have been able to tell them my totally ridiculous pronunciation of that guy's name, but I'm not familiar with him, but I will take this into account. And thank you. Thank you much. Uh, I, I lost my place here. I'm just trying to follow along. But I suppose we should probably get back to the calls, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys for your chats. We will come back to them. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Let's talk to Drift Rock. Drift Rock, are you there? I am. Um, What's on your mind, I, sir? I brought my uh, uh, sexy Barry White voice because I got on my sick bed from pneumonia. The oh. historic show. <laughs> well, um, I, I hope you're feeling better. This is, uh, well, am I correct? This is esoterica, right? That's, I always, yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, 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 I recognize. Oh, buddy, now, you sound like shit. And then I, I always recognize the voice because I'm thinking this is the voice that's going to rip me about movie uh, reviews. As you should. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I actually, I was going to, uh, um, I was going to go on a long-winded uh, thing about my late wife, and uh, that's you know, right. But uh, uh, it's supposed to. Oh, we're supposed to be quick tonight, so I, I'm just going to bag on blonde. Well, um, <laughs> first of all, uh, condolences to you, man. I, I appreciate you, you sharing that. that, and I it must be tougher with some health issues too. But um, you know, all the best to you and your family, and we're we're sorry to hear about that loss. 
Yeah, well, I, I think one follows from the other. I, it, you know, it, of course, the way this is supposed to work, if 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 she done her job and you know uh, lasted at least another decade, um, I I probably would have fallen out right after her. <laughs> hmm. But uh, uh, but uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on because I don't want to be one of those old men. Anyway, um, uh, I was just wondering if Blonde saw your um. Uh, uh, Wednesday uh, video from last week, the one about uh, it featured the young politician from Minneapolis. Nope. Oh, this was uh, yeah, they were. Well, so the the, the idea there was there was a, a an actual pro Hamas mob in Minneapolis shutting down the streets. And when I say pro Hamas, like waving the Hamas flag, not the Palestinian flag, but the Hamas yep. flag. And uh, then an old man is trying to move and when I drive through, he's, they've blocked traffic like they did in 2020. And he's trying to drive through the crowd very slowly because he has the right to the road and they're not right, moving right, yeah. until he, they, they get pissed. They start beating on his car. He gets out of the car, brandishing a knife to get them back. They get more pissed. He eventually gets through, eventually finds his way away. And part of, part of the mob chasing him down, beating on his car is a city council candidate who is now making himself the victim of this old man who's probably like 70. Oh, come on. Yeah. I don't anyway, I don't know what's happened since, but that that was the story as of last week. Yeah, maybe it's just me, but you know, I looked at this young man, long hair, beard. He seemed like he was probably kind of tall. Um, you know, he he's already hating on the Jews and I I figure there's an opportunistic conversion to Islam in the future. And mm. I was thinking, this is Blonde's second husband. <laughs> he looks like a male Rachel Dolezal, kind of. Like a sideshow mob looking dude. Would, he, yeah, no yeah, yeah, aside from the fact uh, uh, he's calm, and it, uh, it would it was hard to escape the present, uh, the uh, um, the uh, the suspicion that maybe he, he has an alternate lifestyle as well. But mm. But anyway, mm. uh, but but yeah, yeah, I I I, I was as, as I was watching, I'm like, he's checking all the boxes. Surely blonde must must be uh, admiring this. <laughs> no, I'm never getting anyway. divorced. My husband would have to die like really tragically. I will well, eat your ass. You know, uh, as my sad circumstance proves, you can find yourself in that situation. Um, um, you know, any, any time. And, and actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm being overly dramatic there. My, my wife had had um, health problems for years. I mean, the only, um, the she o- was pretty the young though, that, right? Yeah. She's uh, 56, um, but, uh, but she, she hadn't taken care of herself mm. in, I you know, um, in, in, you know, years and years. The, uh, um, okay, you, you got out of me. I, I'm going to have to go down there. So um, uh, she was a, in many ways, a brilliant woman. She uh, she had just a wicked sense of humor, very, very sardonic, and it's one of the things that was, uh, for me, was very appealing about her. But the uh, but but like a lot of people with uh, you know uh, that kind of sense of humor, she also was battling depression for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, eventually the, the nihilism was not just something she played at, that it was, you know, it was, 
on sadly the way she started to view life and yeah and one of the downsides of that was that uh, you know like i say she wouldn't take care of herself and um uh, you know i i long ago accused her of you know just committing suicide very slowly but uh, mm. sadly it, it turned food out or drugs or what was it it was it was food you know mm. she she basically self-medicated with food and and amazon mm. ah and and uh, um yeah, Are you yeah, sure it wasn't Bezos then? No, I, I shouldn't joke about uh, such yeah, things. But. Yeah, as Santa Claus arrived at our house almost every day driving yeah. a, uh, a prime van. But, yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, but yeah, yeah, it, it was just sad uh, watching what happened because, um, you know, uh, you know, in a lot of ways we had a very good life and, and hmm. she just uh, found it more and more difficult to see and then when when you know the, the health problems started kicking in then he, he really really gave up mm-hmm. but but you know she gave me blessed me with some great kids they've been good. wonderful and how many this. kids do you have uh three three okay uh, uh, good ages 24 22 and 20 well that's good man um, that's uh, but, uh tough times are always best endured with family and i hope that that is the case yeah, for you yeah Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, it, I'll let you go after the, this bit of pontification, but don't, don't, as I said, in one set of super chats after she passed, don't ever pass up on the chance to let, let, let your family know what you think of them. Cause you know, the, uh, um, you know, uh, you, you may have a day that a day may arrive when, when, for whatever reason you, you'll, regret that you passed up on the opportunity to do that. Yeah. yeah. Don't let uh, unnecessary conflicts linger. You know, we all fight, we all have disagreements. Yeah. But yep. uh, keep those in perspective because that is how it strikes. One day they're just yep. gone, you know, and yeah, I think we've all yep. had kind of a, you know, our own various experiences with that. And you don't want to learn that lesson the hard way. Yeah, ninety easily ninety percent of the stuff we do every day is petty, and and yeah, we, yeah, we we should we should always keep that in mind that there are bigger things going on within our own lives, and that you know, yeah. we need to attend to those. <laughs> well, thank you for your contributions to the show, and yep. uh, all the best yep. to you and your family, man. Appreciate it very much, and I look forward to hearing about how terrible my next movie opinion is. <laughs> well, I I I, I think. I think it'll come with time. I, I think yeah. the, the I think the problem is that um um how can I put it? the problem is your opinions suck. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the 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 I think there's a lot of other things going on and uh you know sort of within the art of movie making that you're yeah. not really you know uh paying attention to. You know, but uh, uh, but, but I, I think how dare there. you? The 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 more the more concerning thing to me is is uh, you know the uh, the, the black pill princess. <laughs> All right. Well, and, thank you for offering she, she, she your, needs your, your antidote. To, yeah, she needs to stop binging them. Nope, <laughs> never. That's that's kind of an ingrained part of the character. I'm afraid. Yes. Well, yeah, but but the character is entertaining, but but there's a there. I'm sure there's a person back there, and the person needs to be open to to uh, the, the joys of the world around her. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I will do better to have a more positive outlook on this garbage trash world we live in. Thank you for the call. Carry on. Have a great night. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a good evening. Bye. Next up is Bahamut Zero. Mr. Zero, are you there? Hello. Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Are you welding? What the hell is going on? Oh, uh, wait. Uh, is Blonde there? Oh. Yeah. Can you hear her? Uh, I don't hear anything from her. Try again. Damn it. Can you hear her now? You didn't hear that? Yeah, yeah I heard that one. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So we're good. What's on your mind? Ooh, uh, plenty of things. Um, well, I will admit, um, I haven't watched your channel or been listening to the Colin shows for a while. So, so when I heard the news about this being How the last Colin show, it kind of, it kind of took me off guard. Hmm. Are you all pissed? Are you gonna boycott us? Mm, I'll probably write a hit piece on uh, Matt. Well, thank okay. you. It would be I uh, that would be my honor. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't gotten one so ever since ever since you started um um talking about cultural things. Well, someday a man can dream. You know, I joked it's that never I, going. I joked that I finally got my cross-armed photograph. So the hit piece is right around the corner. Or maybe you could talk about Ron DeSantis boots. <laughs> Does that get you a hit piece? I know the uh, the so-called DeSimps, as they're called. They're very mad about the boot situation. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it's it does seem like he's probably wearing something to that effect. But I haven't followed Bootgate very closely. I just see the Twitter breakdowns with the images, and I, I don't know if he's wearing them or not. I just I would say that the the gate, as in the way that he walks, does occasionally look weird. But where, what is your stance on Bootgate, Bahamut Zero? The only thing the only thing I know is that um, you could trigger like you you could pretty much trigger the the simps by any criticism of the santas whatever policy wise or or in this case the boots uh, i have i had a fair share of, of um truly the simps because i mean i mean they're very they're very thin skin Hmm. Yeah, I, I, the DeSantis campaign appears to have been a massive miscalculation. And I say that as someone yeah. who has generally appreciated his tenure as governor and all things like it, I we all know. People I have underestimated to, how much of a faggot he was going to be during his campaign. Either, either he is or his people are or something has gone awry because awry, yeah. that. That uh, momentum he had coming out of sort of handling his state, I think, better than most through all the COVID nonsense and then having a better performance than most in the midterms has just evaporated. He has no more of that magic. And I don't know if that's his fault or his campaign's fault, but it appears to be all but dead. I I mean, he's been people responded viscerally to um, to his Israel butthole licking. Uh, Oh, the blanc card? Uh, she was talking about Ron DeSantis licking Israel's butthole. But, yeah, people uh, people hated that. Hated it. Well, he did the old George W. Bush thing, like grab a bullhorn and yeah. you know make it a nine eleven moment. And I'm not um, I'm not saying that it's not a terrible thing. Of course, I'm just saying it's not um, like you're running for president of the United States, not president of yeah. Israel. So yeah. let's keep this in context. But uh, 
Yeah, I I don't know. You know, did you bring a kitten? Well, the only the only thing about DeSantis too, I wonder like, I I, it might be too, uh, might be too much of an exaggeration to say his political career is dead or something like that. But he's toast. It's not happening Uh this time, and you wonder if that sting will linger if he tries to run again next time, like into twenty twenty eight or twenty thirty two or something. If he would have just. I don't know. I, I at the start of this, I thought he was probably going to have a pretty tight contest with Trump. I thought that the anti-Trump forces would be a little stronger. I thought that the enthusiasm for DeSantis would be a little higher. It's not there. And so he I think if he got out now, he might have something to salvage. But if he takes this through the primary season and really if he's the last guy still hanging around and like the last non-Trump guy still hanging around and like March, April, May, June. Uh, th- that I think then you're entering career suicide territory. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of Florida. When I say like career suicide, I mean national politician, like running for president. Not necessarily like, could he be a congressman from Florida again or something like that? Uh, this is my speculation, but um, I kind of feel that um, he was surrounded by rhinos or neocons, whatever you want to call them. And mm-hmm. I guess they told him that that Trump was going to be um, prosecuted by numerous states, and and this was his chance to basically um, become president. Yeah, maybe that was the thinking. It was less like, well, Trump enthusiasm has waned; people are kind of over it. You could capitalize on it. Instead, it is maybe the thinking is you're right. He's going to be eliminated by the system, and if that was the strategy. Man, that's even worse because then you're that's what you're rooting for. If you're his campaign, you're rooting for yeah. the the system to be politically targeting Donald Trump in the way that it has. That said, Ron DeSantis has spoken out against those things, but just because he speaks out against it doesn't mean he isn't secretly a little bit happy about it every time it happens. I don't know. I mean, I'm not making accusations. I don't know what's in the guy's head. I'm just saying just because a politician says this is bad doesn't mean he actually thinks that it's bad necessarily. Anyway, uh, do you have a final thought for us, Bahamut? Well, it, 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 it was nice to be on the, the final Colin show. It's weird, right? It, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, this this my yeah this this is my first time. It seems like forever, but I guess I guess I got lucky in this well, case. Thanks for calling in and thanks for supporting the show and participating. Appreciate it very much. Sure. Uh, uh, good luck on on, on tenant me- media. Well, thanks, man. Uh, it's going to be a fun launch next week, and so I I hope uh, I hope it's a good product. It's going to be a lot of fun. Have a good night. Right on. Thank you. Okay. Next up is uh-huh. what is that? Is Just it round ligament going, pain? I thought you were going it's into okay. labor. Uh-huh. Live on air, actually. Since we're right up against the top of the hour, let's take just a couple more super chats and then we'll get to new direction. Uh, over on Rumble, Niggle, 93, JK, split it however you want. Call-in show greater than the Sunday show. First time using Rumble chat. Glad to be off YouTube super chat. Well, thank you for uh, for supporting the show. And uh, I know I know the call-in show has its uh, has its its loyalty. I as much as we kind of like rag on this show. Um, mm-hmm. it, it certainly has its niche and that's why I'm, you know, I'm sincere yep. and as I was last week, 
even though I recognize this is like sort of the niche thing that I do, the only kind of off the cuff thing that I do that has no prep whatsoever by design. Uh, I understand that it sort of has its little has its little audience and it does make me sad to leave that behind. But I I hope and I hope that everyone will trust that it's in pursuit of something that I think is is worthwhile and a worthy exchange. And uh, as I emphasized last week, doesn't mean that certain formats can't return or we can't come back to this in the future. It's not a forever thing. But uh, thank you for supporting the show. Appreciate it very much, man. We love you. You're very special. Lightweight says, I do enjoy the Sunday show over this. Glad you are expanding into new ventures, Matt. Uh, Blonde, I appreciate your value, that you value your family time over trolling American gayness. Looking forward to World War III. Well, thank you as well, man. Uh, I appreciate uh, the kind words. Mr. Token S Word says, I, Hannah Montana, Maine, uh, J, J, fuck with me, J, fucking with the best. I don't even know what that's about. Something about the J's. Hannah Montana. Are you talking about Tony Montana? Because he would say it that way, kind of. I started watching Scarface the other night. I'm not finished oh, yet. I have to watch that. It's just one of those things that, like my daughter can't even be in the house. Uh, I learned that lesson the hard way. Yeah. I mean, I should have foreseen, but it's, uh, it's not, uh, <laughs> it's not family material. You're right. Um, Mr. Token S word. It also says, I love governor DeSantis, but I need him to be governor DeSantis. He just won that election and needs to govern Florida. Like he ran to do. We all need that. What the hell was he thinking? Also says I hit blonde up on Insta, but I think it was probably her personal account because she didn't respond is she completely banned on Twitter again? Well, she's back on Twitter again. Back on Twitter, yeah. And Insta, me. what's your Insta messaging policy? Are you responsive or are you... I, I usually respond. Hmm. Um, I often forget, though. What What am I on Instagram? Blonde underscore beast one there on you Instagram. Go. Thank you, Mr. Token S-Word. Let's get a couple from uh, YouTube and Tippy before, we'll get, before we get back into our last segment of calls. He didn't bring a kitten. I'm so bummed. What? What are you talking about? My husband sent me a text message and he's like, I'm going to bring a kitten home. Then he said I no. Like, I don't know. I guess we didn't answer. I just asked him. Hmm. brought one home and he said no. Um, okay. Long down jump. The bright side of World War III, the number of Jewish donors pulling funding from left-wing institutions like Harvard and Black Lives Matter due to their support of Palestine and Hamas. Okay, gang, today's lesson. Don't bite the J that funds you. <laughs> I don't understand media you're an ass media reporting on this like the nature of reporting on cnn is clearly pro-palestine but like everybody on that network is jewish so i'm getting like major cognitive dissonance about how this is happening there are a lot of people of uh jewish ethnicity jewish uh family heritage that are very israel critical some of them are even at these uh protests out there Jays for Palestine type stuff. Do you think I mean, that's it? Do you think that well, like major network Jews are like anti-Israel? Yeah, I guess what I'm talking about is like, um, is are there people out there who are ethnically Jewish who are not in support of the policies of the state of Israel? Yeah, 100%. Do I they think that the people angle, at the right? massive media networks are authentic in their presentation? No, not just on this issue, but almost any. So do I blame you for thinking there's a strategy behind that? No, I just likewise, I don't know what that strategy would be. Maybe it's just to create chaos. Maybe this is some Alinsky thing. 
but chaos that is authentic chaos that would ostensibly be self-destructive yeah but they're willing to sacrifice some of their own for the greater good all right i don't know (laughs) um amish extremist I will miss the call-in show. I've been listening long enough that there was once a time when you ran out of callers and solicited for more people to call in. There probably was, yeah. Please call us. Please, somebody talk to us. That's probably how the show started, yeah. Those were the days, man. Uh, Thanks for listening for as long as you have. And, uh, of course, I'd be honored to have you come listen on Wednesday nights on the new show. But, uh, you know, I understand it won't be exactly the same as this. So uh, people are free to make their decisions on that, of course. But um, Is it just you and Tim? Uh, on what? On Wednesday. Oh yeah, Tim being producer guy. Yeah, yeah. Not Tim. I was thinking Tim Pool for some reason. Oh um, no. Yeah. So Tim, it, so, then the other the other content is just your regular video. So Tim's coming over, and um, so for the most part, it will just be us two, and it'll obviously I'm it's it's gonna be my show. You know, I'm heading that up for an hour long stream. We'll do news analysis. We'll do kind of like a Sunday style thing, but I really want to mix in guests to this show. Not right away because you kind of got to get it started and figure out how everything's working before I can just bring guests on and have it all function smoothly. But yeah, my vision as of now is on a weekly basis, if I could do like half hour stories of the day, half hour or maybe 20 minute guest segment, maybe 10 minute audience interaction, whether that's email questions, something like that. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but Tim is going to be helping me out and kind of facilitating the audience interaction and being the voice in, in my ear. And actually people will be able to hear him too. He'll be on the mic. Um, but that's how I envision it. I don't want to do like just an hour of guests all the time. I don't want to do just news analysis all the time. I want to want to get something that's like a good mix of material in a tight hour. Like, a, I want it to be an hour that is like a very organized and focused. Not that like our Sunday show isn't, but you know, we're doing a lot of super chat. We're kind of deviating or we're, we're going on tangents on a, B and C this. I'm this I'm thinking is going to be like tighter and more structured, which will be easier to achieve. Cause it's, it's really just me on the mic for most of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my thinking. Although you start doing something and then, I mean, the Sunday show now is not how I designed the Sunday show in 2016. Things your favorite over time. hour of listening material. Then it became your favorite couple hours. <laughs> and now it's almost three every week. Yeah. yeah. Thank um, you, Tortuga. Amish extremists. Congratulations on your last call-in show, Matt. Congratulations on the tenant deal. Don't let them touch you under the table. And if you do, make them pay for it. Yes. If that, Ruben fondles your balls, you better get a real payout. That I did have to agree to those terms. That's disgusting. You know, as I mentioned in my video today, one of the things I'm thankful for with tenant is just how... Um, how fair they are. Uh, and when I say they, I mean, Lauren and Liam that they have given me, uh, a very fair deal in terms of no one bossing me around and in terms of protecting my ability to leave whenever I want. But I didn't mention there is a ball fondling clause. I do have to, yes, I do have to give, uh, whoever they want a little bit of action upon request. Who's it going to be? Maybe Tim pool. I don't know. I have not received a request yet. (laughs) Oh, Cephas. Matt, the golden one has released his shirtless yoga workout on YouTube. Maybe it will help with your deep vein throating DVT. Deep vein throating? That's what he said. Oh, my God. Blonde, how deep soon will Dragon thrombosis. DVT. <laughs> how soon will Dragon Lady uh, Chen have Matt sewing fake Nikes? He's already begun. <laughs> but his, his hands are just too, they're just too big. Oh, no, no. And he doesn't have those, those, those tiny, like, 
Asian five-year-old tight stitching hands. You're not you dexterous know? enough. Yeah. Um, circle back. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, I I didn't. She didn't mention that. There was no discussion of sewing fake Nikes. So I don't know if if that uh, if that was hidden somewhere. I will have to check the fine print. I guess. Uh, thank you for supporting the show. Um, I'll have Appreciate to just circle back with you. Okay, last segment of calls, man. Try not to get too emotional about it. New direction. New direction. What's on your mind? Hey hey. Hi. Well, it's a uh, it's a sad day, but congratulations, Matt. I think well, uh, Lauren Jen will, will give you that opportunity that you've always needed to get to the uh, Canadian healthcare system, so you can get that <laughs> euthanasia treatment for your DVT. Yeah, uh, that yeah. is a strategy I hadn't considered, but it maybe does open some deep vein thrombosis yeah. DVT. Um, By look, the way, Monday I, I, Monday is my blood work appointment. I'm going to go in and have my blood tested to see what the hell's wrong with it on Monday. So it's not just the tenant launch, it's DVT day too. It's going to say pregnancy, well, comma, vaccine shedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they'll swap you vaccinated blood too, you'll be right. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're probably right. This is just, a, man, it's like I said, the, the yeah. one vaccine I had when my son was born, the 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 one that uh, helps with whooping cough. Beat up. I was like, yeah, you fuckers better not, I want you to check that five times to make sure what that is. <laughs> but you're right. This is probably just a scam so that they can uh, inject other things into my into my veins. Yep. Uh, look, I thought I'd come clean with you guys. Uh, I've, I've called into the show the last sort of, you know, five or six years, about five or six times. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. a bit of an ongoing meme of the show of people trying to Pick a username so that you guys will oblivious get sound bites for the audience. Of course, uh, yeah. much amusement. So that was the purpose of my name. You son of a bitch! Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't even get it. What's the what's the bit? So there's some sound bites of a uh, new direction. Oh, oh, got it, got it. Yeah, okay. Nude. I have uh, erection. Nude. How do we never figure this out? Erection. It's I, it's so that's subtle. Disgusting. That these that elegant. one was under the radar because I feel like we've been trained so well by the email question names, but n- new yeah, direction yeah. never that never crossed my mind. Actually, now I feel like an idiot. Well, that was the intention, so uh, I was you got me. at that end. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> well, uh, look, look, guys, it's been a pleasure. I've been uh, I've been a listener of yours ever since I think episode sixty or something. You used wow. to call yourselves. Money grabbing whores. I think that lasted about two episodes before you became low down money grabbers. Did I? I don't even remember saying that. So I must have. Yeah, I must have. Uh, I must have taken a new direction away from that. Very quickly. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, you used to be a big fan of uh, four twenty. Four twenty. Before mm-hmm. you got onto the air fryer. Four two five. Four two five. I hate to be particular. But four two five four two five. Well, look now yeah. that you're um, getting the money from Big Air Fryer Corporation, you've sold out <laughs> and don't care anymore about. Yeah, I think uh, air fryers are overrated, mate. They're just the conventional ovens. Uh, okay, you explain yourself. You get the fuck out of here. Go back to where They're you just come from. Okay. Ovens. You guys are paid off by Big Air Fryer. Well, That's why I, yeah. I, a fed or not. with how well air fryers work, <laughs> I would love to be a shill for Big Air Fryer because there's really. no finer product. 
on the market today. Anybody who is a fan of your oven chicken nuggets or your oven tater tots or even your oven pizzas or whatever frozen goods you may buy at your supermarket of choice, you have not had them in their finest form until you have air fried them. He's right. I, I hate it. You ever tried to reheat pizza in a microwave versus an air fryer? Mm. Air fryers are just taking the good name of frying, which is done with oil, and just replacing it with an oven. You oh, put oil in the air fryer. Get the fuck out of here, I'm dude. I'm definitely not anti-oil frying either. It's just from like a practicality perspective in your home. I don't want the mess of the oil. I just, the air fryer is so easy. Fair, fair enough. Look, I won't dwell on it too long. But before I go, I thought maybe I'd let you guys have last word with me. If you have any questions about Down Under or I don't know what, what it's been like uh, following you, you guys call in show and all that um, mm. this time. Or just open the floor to if you guys have anything. Well, well, I'm always curious about people in Australia because America was on like a, a downward trajectory in a way that Australia wasn't because you guys are all chill and everything seemed fine there. But I think that nobody took a bigger shit during COVID in the entire world than Australia. Yeah. Like maybe Asians, but what would you expect from them? You know, they're insect people. But the Australians, I, I was watching this and I was like, what the fuck is going on? What does it feel like for your country to just take a huge unexpected dump? Um, look, it's disheartening. It's probably also illuminating. Uh, yeah. I know I'd been listening to to a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson before that time, and he'd often say things that like 95% of you guys would have been Auschwitz guards. And I guess I got to see that happen. Like you saw yeah. how man hmm. turned on each other and the Karens took over and people informed on their neighbors. And it just really showed you that other side of humanity that we'd been naively unaware of. Yeah. 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 How's life now? And yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I don't want to say life is better because all the structural things that meant things took a turn are still there. They've, they've still managed to, to carve themselves, um, you know, whatever sort of, processes or legal avenues they need to do things but there's no active tyranny that's sort of affecting mm -hmm. your day-to-day -day the did they ever let those but, aboriginal yeah. people out of the uh, camp that they put them in <laughs> <laughs> i never followed up on that one but uh presumably but yeah my goodness and mm. like how sensitive an issue um anything of, of a race nature is in this country and like immediately after well, okay three years after they've gone to try to change the constitution in the name of giving aboriginals a voice that's basically yeah. a blank check to i like they said we haven't released the details of what this is but vote for a change in the constitution yeah and 40 percent of people were like oh yeah i'll do that a blank check to change the constitution however you want that is exactly okay hmm. maybe i'm exaggerating but in my view that's exactly what it is yeah i've had uh aussies explain that to me five different times. I still don't understand what the hell that thing was. It made no sense, but, uh, it was a naive power grab if you ask me, but see, I mean, see, I well, yeah. speculate. if you've watched years of those power grabs and you think this was anything but that I'd say you're foolish, but apparently 40% of people are. Yeah. And the politicians are watching how just the population lack critical thinking. So why mm -hmm. not give it a shot? Yeah. 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 Well, before we let you go, also, my only question yeah. about Australia is if I were to go, because it's it's probably my top or at least certainly my top two or three foreign destinations that I'd like to go to one day. 
if I can only go to one city or one place, where is the place to go? A follow-up question. Are you more for, for doing something like um, sightseeing or hiking-esque or like Great Barrier Reef snorkeling? Like Ooh. what's your sort of ideal type of holiday? And maybe I can um, narrow you it You know, down. normally I, I do like natural sites and I like that sort of thing. But because Australian culture is so interesting to me, mm. like I, 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 there's plenty of mountains and stuff I can climb around here. I don't have ocean, obviously. But I, but I would probably be, in the Australian context, I'd probably be more interested in the cultural sites or like city stuff or just people things rather than uh, natural things. Interesting. I mean, that's hard because I feel we don't have a culture. I mean, our country <laughs> is about as old as yours. Uh, so, you know, we've, I'm probably un being unfair. We've got a, as much as you do, um, you know, 1970, whatever, uh, sorry, 1770, whatever to, yeah. today. Um, but all right, that, that's interesting because obviously if I live in a place, it's hard for me to know what the culture is because it's all normal to me. But you're probably getting a snapshot of the people going to the big cities and you guys have no shortage of uh, active listeners that would put you up and take you out and see the sites. And yeah, that'd be fun. You know, I, I, one of the many stuff. things I'm surprised by in the show's development all these years, in addition to the friendships and the marriages and the children and all the things that have come out of this show... The uh, the Australian audience is um, some of our most loyal listenership, which is fascinating to me because it's like, I don't know anything about Australia. I don't even I don't know how many states or provinces or whatever you guys have. I, I know there are koalas and kangaroos. And uh, I know I want to. That's what I want to see is Steve Irwin's zoo. I can't miss that. That's how much I yeah. know about yeah. Australia. Apparently the food well, culture look, is amazing too. Um, I reckon seafood. if you're if you're making a trip to Australia, um, shoot off a couple of emails to the groups. Oh and yeah, we can organise to get people looking after you. If you're in Brisbane or Sydney or uh, Melbourne, Tasmania, I got to go uh, to the wherever. to the Christmas meetup. Are you a part of the Christmas yeah. group? For sure, oh, first first yeah. weekend of every year is yeah. Matt, um, Matt and Blonde show Christmas. I home. can't believe that we don't uh, we don't have that. There's no group that does that in the US. If people don't, if oh, people aren't aware, I know we've featured it on the show, but there's a group of Australians who have a, a, a Christmas vacation at a rented out house every single year. And we showed An up last year. Sent out to everyone in the Australian uh, yeah. Australian listener. Oh, it was uh, so group. fun. Well, it only takes yeah, it only takes one of you guys in the states to kick it off for you and rent out like a massive, you know, fifty bed establishment or something like that, and just have a you know. A night by the the campfires talking shit and you know all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah. If somebody does that somewhere near me, I will go. Yeah, it'd be fun. There you go, go. There you go, guys. Do it. Do it somewhere near Matt and Blonde, and at least Blonde. Hopefully, Matt as well will join, and you can us uh, at having the best Christmas meetups. You know who else is coming to that party? All fed, of them. Fed, 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 yeah, fed. At least half of them. Yeah. But anyway. That's true. Uh, Thank you for the call, man. And uh, I hope to keep a little uh, Aussie flair with Tim coming along to me to the new Wednesday night production. You know, there's always going to be a little Aussie voice in my ear and in the audience's ear, which will be fun. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Uh, all the best. Hooroo. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Wasn't that. Uh, what was. Is, is Huru an Aussie thing? 
Wow. That that sounded doesn't Black Hitler say Ahuru or something? Isn't that oh, yeah. a isn't that like a black identitarian chant of some kind? That guy was clearly a black identitarian. Whatever happened to him? Didn't he kidnap a guy and rape him or something? We talked about it on the show. It was some weird sex crime that wasn't like he like escaped a house where somebody had been tied up and raped or something like that, but it was unclear about it. I thought he was doing the raping. I think he was. And I got news for you. Yeah. That means you're gay. <laughs> Bingleberry, are you there? Dingleberry? Bingleberry. Oh. Yeah, not Dingleberry. Yep, yep, I, I'm here. What's on your How mind? How are you guys doing? We are well. What, uh, what's on your um, mind today? Well, first time caller, long time listener. Well, Probably also last time caller as well. No. Oh. Uh, for now, man, you almost got last caller of the night too. That would have been something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real lucky I made it. I, I've tried calling in a couple times, but I finally, finally, finally made it on. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, I just wanted to talk about your video from last week a little bit. Which one was that? That was the Minneapolis one. Ah, yeah. We were referencing that earlier. Another caller uh, mentioned it briefly. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Um, I kind of want to go in a different direction, though. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been living in the Twin Cities for about four or five months now, about. Okay. And I actually drive down, up and down Hennepin Avenue Mm -hmm. to get to work every day. Have you seen the um, have you seen the mobs? I have not, thankfully. Lucky um, you, yeah. My route doesn't go past that. I think it's Lindale Hennepin where the mob yeah. actually took place. There's some big uh art museum there wherever this is or it's by uh there's like a sculpture garden at that site. I'm not exactly sure what yeah. the cross street is, but it's in that area. Yeah, I think reading about it on on the news afterwards it was on the hennepin and lindale okay avenue that that intersection yeah but i i know you guys have both lived in kind of big cities in the past Mm -hmm. so what do i do or what would you do if you actually were just driving down the street one day and happened to run into a mob like that yeah You you were boxed in and and they're yeah. I'm kind of curious. The urge to run them over would be so strong, but then you just get arrested. Of course, right, <sighs> right. And uh, all of those people are lucky they didn't get shot. But then again, it's not it's not uh, it's not easy. It's not the hardest, but it's not easy to get a concealed carry uh, permit in Minnesota either. And so I, yeah, I I haven't looked into that yet, but I'd like to own a firearm one day. Dude, it's one thing that annoys me a lot. Like my entire um, extended family is there and we don't go a ton, but we do go sometimes. And for me to get a concealed carry permit in Minnesota, I got to, I would have to go there and do all this training nonsense and sit in that state for weeks to do all this crap just to protect yeah. my family. And it's like, you know, if we want to go see our family or we want to like go see our family and see the sights when we're there, if we want to go to like the mall or we want to go to a sports game or something, I, I can't well, do it without putting my family to the mall anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're going to throw your kid off the third floor. Exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, more to the point of your question. Um, I don't know because the safest thing you can do is just to sit there and take it. Like to allow these people to control your day, even though they have no right 
to that street. And even though if you call the cops, as we heard in the um, the dispatch they're audio, they're just not going to show up. They, they won't even care. show. Yeah, I mean, I my I guess my I think the most practical answer is figure something else out. Leave that city. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if. I don't know what else to say uh, about it. I wish that was an option. Yeah, I, I know it's I, not I that's not a work. practical reality always, but um or okay, so if I if I was in it if I was in a situation like you're talking about where you have a job that you want to keep and you're going to live in this urban center, I guess I would monitor the traffic monitors very closely every trip I took. And I would avoid oh, any traffic blockage whatsoever because I don't know what's causing that. That's see, probably what see, I would this do. sucks because I, I moved from rural South Dakota mm-hmm. where totally opposite from Minnesota in politics, demographics. Yeah. I mean, no, no permit carry concealed or otherwise. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm here. It's just such a shift. You what know? part of South Dakota were you in? Um, so I went to college over in Western South Dakota, yeah. but I graduated recently and moved here for work. Man, um, but, Black Hills area is really cool. We more oh, me yeah, than absolutely. my wife. I was kind of on board with like, let's, let's move to the Black Hills maybe for like where we could get something nice at a lower price point than you can here. And I was, I was halfway serious about that for a little while, but it ended up not going that way. But we had a lot of fun. I don't go to the Black Hills very often, but when we went, um, not last summer, but the summer before when we went to 4th of July in Deadwood, that was pretty sweet. I like it there a lot. Oh, if you get around Rapid City, like 30, 40 minutes outside of the city, amazing hiking spots. Yeah, the I Black Hills a lot are cool. During college and yeah. 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 But, but uh, now here I am in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Well, it's a shame. <laughs> I mean, I uh, that that is among a long list of formerly great us cities you know and and i look at yeah it it, it's it shouldn't be a bummer thing to say like oh i live in minneapolis st paul that should be a decade or two ago that was very nice that was a good situation Mm -hmm. now uh yeah it is what it is but that's what I, i i would monitor traffic like the you know whatever your your mapping app of choices and monitor traffic and make sure that you avoid those red zones wherever you're going. That's how I would strategize if I was committed to staying in that city and driving in it. And I, I there's no way I could advise taking public transit as a way to avoid no. this nonsense. Uh-uh. You're going to become the next, uh, can't do it. Yeah. What's his face? Daniel Penny, you know, well, you, heck, when that happens, Matt, I'll, I'll send you an email and get on one of your tenant streams. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I would be happy to have you. If I, well, I hope that doesn't happen, obviously, but if it did, uh, right. <laughs> you're welcome to contact me. Bonnie, do you feel like uh, I'm missing anything or would you handle it differently? No, I mean, I hate to say it. I want to tell people to just drive through these crowds of people because it's what they deserve. <laughs> and like viscerally, it's what we all really want to do. Then you get a cell with Derek Chauvin. You do that. <sighs> right. But then people oh, get separated yeah. from their families and then they yeah. get charged. Um I don't know. You have to abide by traffic laws. I is there an app for this? Can we do that? There's the disruption I'm looking for. Ah, like a uh, degenerate mob I don't know. tracker. There's an app for they're, everything. They're over yeah. here. Okay, now. if they can make an app to find piles of shit in San Francisco, yeah. can't we make like a piece of shit leftist map? Well, that's the thing. I tell you where they are. I take your point about like we have to follow traffic laws, and it's like, but do we? Because the mob doesn't. 
They don't. <laughs> they care. don't have to follow traffic yeah, blocking laws. streets. They just sh- they in that in that case they set up an actual blockade with cars. It wasn't just they were walking in the streets obstructing. Yeah, I know. But if somebody drives through that and they they're conservative, like they're gonna get. Look at what happened to James Field. Man, I saw a Dodge Challenger drive through my neighborhood. That whore. That's it. <laughs> well, and some dispute that point even that uh, she that she died of other factors, but yeah. um, which I never really I, I used to. I used to question that. I thought like, well, she got hit by a car. I mean, come on. Like, what, what are we talking about here? But then and I saw the bullshit about her mom saying that she had. Well, a there's that. And then all the bullshit of January 6th. It's like, well, I'm going to revisit literally everything. Anytime someone died, that was probably not. Didn't he way. get like 450 years or something? I don't know. I um. there's video footage of him getting his taillights smashed in with like a like a baseball. They bat. were attacking him before he drove in there. That is for yeah. sure. I don't yeah. think that that justifies that? like the, the Charlottesville. Or yeah. The sorry. The, the, no, the Charlottesville yeah. guy. Yeah. And he kills okay. one stupid bitch yeah. that nobody cares about. And like he gets seven life sentences or some shit. It's like, I can't in good faith advise people to drive through crowds of people, even if they really deserve. Well, it. thank I don't you know. for I mean, moderating yourself. I would. Maybe Carry. I'll just have to call my insurance and see if they cover driving through crowds. What yeah, kind of really. what kind of car you drive? Oh boy, a Subaru Outback. No, so you get are out a les- of here, you lesbian. filthy dyke. My, yeah. I'm a Subaru fan. Oh, it's okay. I'm, but, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> can you mount a snowplow on the front of a Subaru Outback? That that's your real that's solution. That's a good question. I'll yeah. have to look into it. Otherwise, buy the biggest truck that you can and put a plow on the front, and all your problems are solved. Or one of those really nice deer guards, you know, that go over the grill. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe maybe my next car, I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for you, man. But, the, I, you know, that's that's the best I can do. But, hey, at least it sounds like you're you've got some professional advancement or there's some sort of opportunity that keeps you there. So uh, all the best with that. And um, if you have a last word before we let you go, go ahead. Yep. Yep. Last word. Good luck with Tenet, Matt. Uh, also congratulating you on your own professional advancement. Well, thanks. I appreciate that very much. And uh, have a great night. And if they do get you, send me an email and uh, we will we'll discuss what happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, thanks, man. Good night, you guys. Bye-bye. OK, we are at the bottom of the hour, but we'll take two more calls because Mal has been waiting around. And then, of course. We're going to give the last call to our call screener, Tim, not just because that is appropriate, given his uh, contributions to the show, but because it is his birthday today, too. Oh, really? Yep. And he didn't get his usual last call of the month at the end of October. But let's talk to Mal beforehand. Mal, are you there? I am here. Hello. Can y'all hear your... me? Hi. Okay. Yeah. Loud and clear. What's on your mind? Good, good, good. Uh, it's been a while since I've been inside the call because a lot of shit happened. Well, damn. Uh, oh, you yeah, had a crazy okay. girlfriend situation, didn't you? Crazy boyfriend, but no. Oh. Uh, but no, it's not. It's not that. Uh, it's not that. Uh, it does have something to do with with both of us. Uh, we actually like. I lost my job right mm. before my birthday, like well, the day mean. before my thirtieth birthday. No, so I was sucks. like, "Yeah, happy birthday!" Yeah, thanks, thanks, Amazon. I'm going coming back to you. By the way, Amazon Bezos got you. Was it like a yeah. layoff thing, or did you uh, did you do? Something it was like a that? it was a performance issue. It oh, was a shit. performance issue at a uh, fulfillment center, which I'm I'm reapplying to a sort center because I do a hell of a lot better there. But I really didn't want to do it. But we'll get to that second. The second thing that happened that me and my boyfriend got into a car accident oh, right no. afterwards. Sorry to hear that. Is everybody okay? Yeah, yeah we were okay, but we were kind of bummed out because that was our 
way to earn extra money and that just ugh. were you driving uh like doordash or something or were you doing, he was doing gopuff he was doing gopuff and oh, okay. he what the hell is that it's basically it's basically delivery but it's basically 7-eleven but delivery Oh. Well, you know, God yeah. is probably punishing you for your homosexuality. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I don't even know. I really don't care. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm agnostic. I don't care. Anyway, I'm just joking. Uh, and, uh, and then on top of that, um, we uh, was about to. I was about to get a job with because I was about to get on the same job as him. But two weeks before I was supposed to start, they decided to say, "Oh, well, you decided to not." Uh, you're so far away. Even though you could get here early, thirty minutes early, we're mm. we're concerned about your attendance. I was like, you didn't say any of this while I was applying. Why the hell now is this an issue? Well, did you miss a so, bunch of days or something? No, I didn't even start. It was a, it was going to be the start of my new job. Oh, but said, what was, was the, the what were you supposed to be attending that you weren't attending? I, I didn't even attend anything. The thing is, is that they, what they was looking at my commute. The time I commute time, and because I oh. take the bus, I take it, but it's how two and a half hours to get there. But I could get there thirty minutes early due to how my bus has a schedule. Is. Oh, so the circumstances of your transportation changed, and they didn't like that. That's what you're saying? No, the must the circuit the transportation period they didn't like. Okay. They didn't. They, Did they wanted get, my. Guess, they wanted my commute. They wanted my commute to be thirty minutes or less. Basically. Oh, I see. So, oh, just okay. so I understand, did you get this job with the understanding that you were going to be driving there, and then that no, changed? I, I got the. I got the. I got the job with the understanding that I would have the job and that my transportation wasn't going to be a problem. But that. But, so, what in their evaluation changed? Are they just like what? What was the new information they got? They basically, they, my commute was like, they, they found out how long it took for me to get there. And they would oh. say, oh, we're concerned about the co- Well, how did they find it? Like, how do they know when you leave? Well, I tell them like how long it takes me to get there. But I tell them, hey, I'm going to get, even though my commute is long, I know how to get here. And I was able, I was able to get here within 30 minutes of the start time. So I don't have any problem being late or anything. So, because I, I I never I never want to be late for my job, ever. Huh. But like they said, oh well, we'll try to get a um, we'll try to get we'll try to get you a home, uh, a work from home position. Which I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna find another job. Yeah. All right. And he's and he's trying to leave that job because they don't want to promote him. So yeah, that was not a good job to have. So. But yeah, I, I hate that. I, I decided to want to join join this so that way I can. Uh, it says I don't want to say this is a this is a farewell, but more of a see you later, like you said earlier. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a uh, a never again type thing. It's uh, we're pausing this particular production and we'll evaluate if there are opportunities to revive something yeah, similar I, later. Yeah, because I because I definitely do not want this to be a permanent thing. Not like the whole call-in show not being there a permanent thing. Because I enjoy talking to both of y'all whenever no. I can. Yeah, well, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for all your calls and your contributions to the show. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, and I'm sorry was, to hear about the recent struggles, but I hope they improve. Hey, it, the, on the bright side, I've been trolling a lot of leftists, uh, okay. pissing them off, all right. and pissing them off, especially with how with 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 me being a marginalized person, they just really cannot understand, cannot fathom such a, such a thing. Well, yeah. uh, also, I, I hope that you 
if in your search worst, for the new job, best, put your trolling put your trolling credentials on the resume. Say, Top oh, tier. Be, best best thing. I trolled them about my neutrality on the Israel stuff. They 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 just get pissed off whenever I say, "Oh, I'm neutral on this. I really don't know anything about it, so I'm not going to say anything." Wow. They're just so pissed off about it. They're they're both they're pro Palestinian. Yeah. So I just I I I pissed them off so much whenever I do that, and I was just like, you know. Y'all really, you're doing a really good job trying to convince me on your side, right? No, you're not. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. And I yeah, uh, hope the situation yeah. resolves itself. Uh, well, it's getting better. So I, right. I, I, I am very thankful and I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, how, uh, before I go, I got to ask Blonde, how far along are you? I am like 20, between 28 and 29 weeks right now. Oh, uh, congratulations! I, I did. I missed the part. I missed when you were uh, when you announced expected. Uh, my sister is supposed to be expected within this month, by the way. Oh, nice! So yeah. she. So yeah. Thing. All right. Well, all the best to your family as well. Thanks Same to you. Same Appreciate it. Bye. Right. Bye. Okay, that will do it on callers, with the exception of. Our friendly yeah. call screener, Dangerous Spaces, otherwise known what as... name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? Tim, you get the last call in this What's particular up, iteration of the show. I feel like I haven't talked hey, to him guys, forever. Happy birthday, by the way. How old are you? Uh, th- well, technically, it was yesterday because yeah, we're a little bit ahead of you. In the United um, States. But, but I've never had a chance to actually do this... Uh, on the day, happy birthday to your mom. Well, thank you. That oh. yeah, they do share a birthday. So uh, happy birthday! To, yeah, it's always thank you. Uh, but it's always had to be you know happy birthday for whenever and you know a few days time. So I think this is the first time I've ever actually been able to on the day actually wish her a happy birthday. So I don't know if she's listening, but if she is, happy birthday! And she yeah. probably is. I would guess. I don't know. My mom has a very early bedtime too, though. She she might already be in bed. How old is ah, she? Fifty six. Uh, no, I don't even know. I don't know if I should say how. What old is my wrong mom with is. you? Yeah, my no, mom today is sixty eight. Sixty eight okay. today. My mom is about to turn sixty six, sixty seven. Yeah. Sixty six. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, and uh, and by the way, if there was a sounder that randomly played during the first super chat break, I was trying to load something up and it played automatically. I'm oh. like, oh shit i didn't know no no just when you open if you open the window it'll play for you but i don't think you played it you didn't play it oh okay oh damn it i was gonna set one up for the end of the call but it's like well now i don't want to because if that if that interrupted the stream you don't have soundboard rights for this show you only have it on wednesday you don't get to oh okay oh okay i didn't realize i mean i mean next wednesday not this one go ahead click any button you want i've i've cheapened it now not that it was you know high brow or high value before but what what uh, were you trying to click? What is your what is your item of choice? I was choice? just going to do from the audience of we you know we love you. You're very special. But oh, uh, well, I'll click it for you. They appreciate that. We love you. Um, You're very special. But anyway, um, I'm probably going to try and keep it brief this week because a I don't want to do any negative topic, and b you guys are presumably um, got a lot of emails because everyone decided they're going to rush in last minute. We have a pretty manageable um, figured, quantity actually, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, but I just thought I'd have a chat about 
so you, I don't, blonde, I can't remember when you're due. Matt, I think Ping 2 is due December 18th. Uh, yes, although my DVT diagnosis did not give me a due date for my DVT in pregnancy. That is still unknown, right. but you are correct. Oh, okay. Thrombosis, okay. DVT. Ultrasound, figure out when that one's true. Yes. Um, you moved from your plate and the one you shared with your brother back in June, I think it was. Yep. Um, you just moved your parents out, which, by the way, that kind of blows my mind. I just think, is that like a little bit emotionally turmoil, uh, a little bit of emotional turmoil that you've basically within less than six months left behind oh, yeah. the house you shared with your brother and the house you grew up in. Yeah, it's been Does incredibly emotional, but the trade is so great, man. I, I don't have any regrets, even though I have emotional connections to those places. And I know my parents don't either because to have them yeah, within yeah. walking distance away is so great, not only for the sanity of my wife and me as we try to raise our two-year-old and our next son, but it's just, it's so great for them too. And And obviously my parents have, suffered probably the most painful loss that anybody can suffer, which is oh, the death yeah. of a child. And to see them be able to live out the rest of their life being to be a full, to be full participants in the lives of their grandsons and hopefully more grandchildren is uh, there's no house that's worth more than that. So it's, it's, it's an ideal situation for any sadness there is and the stress that is that we've had for the last half year to get all this done absolutely worthwhile and and to have the tenant stuff kind of enter this in the middle of that has just been yeah crazy in my head like just you know uh it, it just a lot of a lot of stressful things for me for the last few months but stress in a good way as in new opportunity you know what i mean it's just it, there's just, it's a lot of change to take in at once but but yeah just curious because of all the stuff that's happening and tenant as well i didn't even think to mention that and and stuff i'm really curious for you guys is there anything in particular and i don't mean the thing itself but maybe what the thing is going to offer or sort of a i guess a a um something that's going to occur from the opportunities and the stuff that's coming is there anything particularly you guys are sort of looking forward to and you know something you're really kind of excited for and and hope it turns out a certain way if that makes sense like you know like tenant for example you're excited to have a new opportunity maybe and and things like that or one maybe that you know you want to see what emma one's going to be like as a big sister i'm just curious of of what you guys are looking forward to with some of these new opportunities well um i am looking forward to because pregnancy is such a like an awful awful state of mind from i just hate being pregnant when i had emmeline i always had this thing hanging over my head like i'm gonna have to do this shit again and so now i can put fears <laughs> of you know having fertility problems or or having a problem with another baby or anything like that like once i'm done with this baby you know you could always lose your kids i, I i'm not unrealistic about about that possibility but yeah, yeah i yeah. can go into this this period of motherhood knowing that like I don't have to do this again um, unless I really want to. And then I can just really focus on being their mom. And so I think it'll be like a less fear-based type of motherhood. And I'm really excited. And then Emmeline, she's just so bored. And so I'm like, it's going to be so awesome to watch her interact with, um, with another kid. And we so saw I'm, the, really, I'm really excited. Uh, the Halloween costume, by the way, that Did was you? artistically done. I got to say, I Thank was expecting you. just like, you know, you're off the rack target type thing. 
No, I, I took a long time. I the yeah, if people don't know what I'm talking. Did you post any kind of public picture? I didn't, but I'll show the Wednesday show. It's uh, the artwork that she did, the the makeup that she did on her daughter's uh, Ursula costume. That was high effort. You guys see this? Yeah, that, that's. I know Tim can't see it, but it was it was legit. <laughs> yeah, she was so happy. Oh, um, sorry, by the way, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Before I kind of get an answer from you, I just will point out because in case people are confused. Matt's not taking Tim Pool to his new show. Yeah, I guess. No, it's I, you. So, I guess I should say that <laughs> because so I was confused kind of going, earlier oh, when Matt's she said doing a show with Tim. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should clarify that wow, uh, because someone okay. referenced Tim earlier, and my mind went to Tim Pool too. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I should specify yeah. which Tim. Uh, yeah. But which, uh, but yeah, hopefully I, I, think, I don't. I think I don't turn too many people off of me coming over. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. uh, I I think I'm just looking most forward to uh, return to stability and routine. I crave that. I love that. And um, even though I know that this is the right move to make and in the same way, I know that it was the right move to to move my family and move my parents and get into a new situation. uh, Now that I'm on the other side of that, it's it's very comforting. I have to do that professionally now where I sort of have to move from one space to another, even though I know it's the right thing to do, there's stress when you're in the interim. And that's how Mm -hmm. I felt when we were moving from our house too. It was like, I know this is going to work out. I know it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But when you're in between and you're in the moving process, that's the most stressful point. And so like between this, between now and Wednesday, when, when you and I go live, Tim, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, yeah. stress and anxiety for me. And that's why I'm going to give that show like a few weeks to a month to just kind of simmer and be its own little relaxed thing while we figure out what it's going to be. And I because I don't want to put too much pressure on myself and on a potential audience for that, um, because it's yeah, like yeah. If, you, if you whatever you think it's going to be in your head, I want it to be X, Y and Z and check all these boxes and follow all these rules. The more constraints you put on it the less it will be exactly like what you envision in your head, the more you'll be disappointed and frustrated. So, um, and I'll, I'll speak about this when we actually do the stream next week, but I am deliberately going to start just kind of like low key. I'm not trying to like pull, I'm not trying to pull like a Trump level guest onto the show or something like that. We give this show its space to become its own thing. Canceled. Okay, I can cancel the Trump booking then. That's if fine, you got right? Trump, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you got Trump, I'm, I'm I guess be, we'll talk. I'm being a smart ass. Yeah, if, if you have that in your back pocket, we'll talk. But um, but yeah, I I'm I'm deliberately trying to 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 just give it a little bit of room to relax so that we can have some fun with it. And if that means that it's like a if it's not this like blow you away launch that it's the most incredible show you've ever seen or something like, I just don't want to put that sort of pre- expectation on either myself or the audience, you know, like, yeah, go back and look at, go back and listen to the first episode of any podcast or show ever made. Odds are it kind of sucks, or at least it sucks relative to the most recent episode of it. And I would hope that this show would represent that too. And so I don't want to go into just thinking I'm going to blow everybody away with the first episode of it. It's going to be the most incredible thing they've ever seen. It's like that, that ain't this game, man. The game is, being consistent, being reliable, giving people a product they know what to expect. And it's like, even if we had a group, like, even if I had Trump to come in, I want people to come to our show each and every week because it's like, hey, I want to hear Tim and Matt and I want to hear, I want to hear like their take on X, Y, and Z. And I want to hear, um, you know, potentially if they have an interesting guest to talk to. But 
I don't want it to be a show where it's like I only go listen if there's a cool guest over there. Like there has yeah, to be yeah, like some fair. big name or I'm not showing up. It's like if you want to survive in this uh, genre, you have to cultivate that slow burn of audience loyalty. And I intend to yeah. earn it. And I understand like, you know, anytime there's change, people are going to be um, people are going to be skeptical of that. People are going to be mad. Some people will be mad that this show has gone away and they'll say, I'll never listen to his next show because I don't like that he did that. And you're entitled to that. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just going in and trying to take a relaxed attitude to it. Professional, but relaxed is the aim. And I look forward to the stability and the routine on the other side of it. Cause then I, I feel like when I'm I feel like I make my best work when I'm in that setting where it's like, okay, I've kind of settled into a routine. I do, you know, I do this at this time and everything is, is sort of predictable in, in my schedule. And right now everything's in a blender. So that's got me a little rattled, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, admittedly, the, I think the gap in terms of what it starts at and what it uh, goes to is going to be, it's going to be a smaller gap than the what used to be Beauty and the Beta because I've gone back and watched episode zero and episode one and, well, there's a big gap in quality between um, the start. Yeah, I've got, a little, got else, so. I've got a little more experience under my belt. So it shouldn't be quite as rough production-wise, I hope. Yeah, yeah. But what I mean is like when you go look at episode one of this show and it's like, well, it was just kind of Tim and Matt talking and going through the news and speaking with the audience about what the show is going to be. And they maybe they didn't have their their um, their dynamic or their their chemistry, if that's not too gay of a term to use. Maybe that wasn't totally it developed is. yet. But what I, I guess my hope is. When I when I get to episode 300, whatever of this show, as you as we are with the Sunday show. It's my hope that this show is something where it's like, wow, look at the people we've interviewed. Wow. Look at the, the stories that maybe we broke or the stories that we were a part of. Like, you know, I, I want this, this show to be a platform for some things that are tougher to achieve on the Sunday show. And that's not a knock on the Sunday show. I love the community that it is. I love that it's nothing but gay jokes, uh, at (laughs) least in our interaction with the community. And I love that, you know, above all, it's a, it's a place where you can really say the things that you want to say, whether people agree with them or not. Um, so I'm not trying to recreate the Sunday show. I'm trying to give myself a, an area where I can do some things that are harder to do in the Sunday format. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, that's the difference I hope to see. It's not like, um, you know, was he doing a show in an actual bedroom back then or not? Which I was at the start of the Sunday show, I think. <laughs> was, it, was there a bed behind me when I started? There probably was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. Uh, it might have been. I don't know if it's visible. I went and watched only a couple of days ago. I don't think there's. It's it was an episode zero. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, it was a straight up bed behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, possibly in zero. Yeah, but yeah. he may. You may have looked at it and gone. Uh, yeah, maybe get that out of the frame. Presumably, I can't remember how all that developed, but yeah. Anyway, man, uh, of course, uh, on behalf of us, and I hope on behalf of the audience, and of course the callers, thank you for making this show a success ever since you came around. God, what was it, like three years ago? How long have you been doing call screening? I can't even remember. A little over two and a half years, March 10th, 2021. Right, so it's really streamlined the process. I know that everybody in the audience has found you to be helpful and personable, and uh, we all appreciate that. And that's one of the reasons, well, it's a major reason why I'm happy that this opportunity is an opportunity for you to come along and, and help me out too. And uh, I appreciate that you have accepted that because it, it's easier on me to know that I have some continuity and I'm not just rolling yeah, into yeah. this project um, 
it's 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 hard to roll into a new project like that and and I'll be all out on my own, you know, just on the edge of the cliff. It's it's harder to do a stream by yourself than it is with someone to banter with. And in addition to needing some help for behind the scenes stuff, Tim will just be there to kind of help me break the ice a little bit, help me cut the tension. Because yeah, yeah. man, is it weird to just stare at a wall and a camera and talk to yourself? And to yourself. yourself. I don't even know. If, ugh, yeah, fair enough. I could do it. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that, man. Thanks for coming along. Well, that's fine. And at the risk of sounding gay balls, as Blonde so eloquently puts it, um, I, yeah, I appreciate you bringing me along. And I've, I've always tried to give 150% of anything you've asked me to do. And uh, obviously you kind of have appreciated that. So I appreciate you kind of you know giving me the opportunity and bring me along. And hopefully people won't hate what I have to say too much. But, yeah, we'll see. So. No, if, if people want to know, his job is basically hitting the uh, the soundboard buttons. That's a big game, man. Yeah. So his his job is uh, checking in with the chat, hitting the soundboard buttons. And if I like, he's kind of a, a checker on me to make sure if I botch anything factually that he's there to to bail me out on that. And to um to interact with my jokes that aren't that funny, but he can pretend like they're funnier <laughs> than they are. Those okay, are his primary responsibilities. Laughter in the wake then. Yeah. So. Well, I look forward to it, man. I, uh, I'm sure I'm obviously I'll be speaking with you beforehand, but, um, but yeah, yeah just yeah. so people are aware over on tenants, uh, social media channel. So I think it's going to be live on YouTube, Facebook and rumble, maybe some other platforms. I'm not sure. Cause I'm still getting that information, but it will be live on at least those next Wednesday. And of course you can um, yeah. follow my Twitter or check uh, over on my website where I'll be posting all that information too. But Tim and I will be there. We'll launch the new show and uh, we will have some fun with it and we'll see what we can achieve with it in terms of, um, I don't know, just, just making it a, as big of a production as we can over time. Thanks, man. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you during the week and look forward to hopefully seeing a bunch of the audience next week. So I hope so. Uh, appreciate it. Have a great night and we'll see you then. Or a great day right, down under. Have, yeah, thank, thank you. you. You guys have a good one. Some might say Bye-bye. a good day. But uh, that's enough of that Aussie nonsense for me. Okay, well, that is the end of the calls for this particular era of the show. Thank you not only to everybody who called in tonight, but everybody who has called in over the past seven freaking years. I wonder what the total tally of callers is. It's it's surely in the hundreds. hundreds Did we clip yeah. a thousand? I'm sure it wasn't a thousand individual callers, mm, but total I'm sure calls. we've clipped a thousand. I'm sure it was probably... I could probably do the math on that. Like, what did we do on an average night times how many shows we did? But I won't do that live on the air. My point is um, this. We get uh, 12 callers on an average night. That's it. And how many weeks did we do this? Seven times roughly 52. 52 times. So seven. you're looking at 350 4, or so 000, episodes of the show. 4,360. That checks out. Something like that. I'm sure we did. Yeah. Take something in that ballpark. But. Um, thanks to everybody who has sustained this particular production. I suppose um, I should save my commentary toward the end here, but uh, just for acknowledging the callers, man, the call-in show is not a production without the callers, of course. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being a part of that. And um, and hopefully we can figure out a way to uh, bring some audience interaction back into future productions because uh, I have I have enjoyed it. I have genuinely enjoyed everybody's uh, contributions to the show, but that includes their email questions as well. So I should get to those while we still have time. Mr. Sand N-Word. 
How is the best way to explain to someone why we don't choose a president based on popular vote, but by electoral vote? I suppose the simplest explanation I can give is that we are the United States of America and that that office is president of the United States, as in that that office, the president serves at the consent of at the pleasure of the states. And the reason that maintaining the integrity and the authority of the states matters uh, matters is that it preserves the integrity of your individual rights to cultivate a a government that is suitable to you in your state. So you don't like policy X, Y, and Z. You love policy A, B, and C. You have a right to those policy choices within your state. And and if you don't like the policies in your state, you have a right to go to another one to to try to effectuate those policies as much as you can. That's why the division of power among the states matters. And that's why the president has to serve at the pleasure of the states. He's not the president of the United People of America. And, and really, by the constitutional design, he's not supposed to have much to do with the day-to-day politics of your life in your state. If you have a big, big policy problem, the design is you go to your state government to fix that or your local governments. But the president's not supposed to have a role in that. The president is really he's the executive, uh, the head of the executive branch of the federal government. And the federal government's role as it relates to the state's is mostly just kind of peacekeeping between them. Like we're not going to have you guys at war. And if you want to have an outcome oriented response, then uh, the obvious answer is that in a popular vote, uh, middle America is subjected to the tyranny of our metropolitan areas, which are filled with uh, minorities and people that don't give a shit about this country. Cosmopolitan. Tranny loving leftists. Yeah. And all these shit bags. And that it just, you know, is the end of the country as we know it, although it's already toast. So yeah. I mean, to the extent that the, that the president is supposed to oversee interactions among states primarily, and of course represent the government internationally. Um, yeah. That that's why the states select him. He's not really supposed to represent you, the person uh, that, that is more you, the person, the individual, that's more about the relationship with your state government than the president of the United States. True. Chris M. Hey, disingenuous faggots. For my last call and show question, there are more Republicans in California than any other state, but they're still vastly outnumbered by crazy ass Democrats. We were just talking about them. Should they be encouraged to vote in a losing election just to show that they exist and to shut up people like those that advocate for the popular vote compact? Um, I mean, generally, I, I don't encourage people to vote. It's pointless. What I, I would encourage these people to do is to leave California, allow it to collapse, and then we can do some kind of monumental reconquista where we round up all of the Mexicans and send them back to Mexico and Guatemala and wherever else they're from. Go back Um, to where you come from. Okay. See, that was in California. No, that was Minnesota. I remember that case. That guy was in Minneapolis. I thought it was one of the Asians that got run down. I thought it was, no, that was a fake. This one was a fake hoax hate, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's redundant. He said someone yelled that at him. Okay. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the real hoax hate where those blacks like beat that old can yeah, the, the can grabber man. Yeah. I hate Asians N word. You know what I was surprised by? Speaking of um of, I guess I didn't answer Chris's question. Uh, should, if you're a Republican in California, do I encourage you to vote just to show that you exist? I mean, I guess I would take the same answer on that as I would take anybody voting anywhere. It doesn't hurt. So sure, like there, I, there may be some gain, but 
man, do all of those non-insane people in California really get the screw? Like, I know that to some extent, pretty much all states do. There are rural places that are pitted against urban centers. Yeah, people but, here hate Californians. It's like, well, what are they even going to do? And California like, is so big. California, it just needs to be split up so that people have better representation with their state government. But I, I guess I don't know how you do Like, if the state of California decides it doesn't want to do that, how would we achieve that? Do we want a federal government to go in and say, you're too big, you have to be broken up? I don't know. I, I, I guess the logic wouldn't be too much different from um term limits in the federal government and that's if we had term limits saying you can only serve x amount of time should we have some sort of rule about like statehood reaches its capacity at x population and then you have to break up into something smaller i don't know that'd be something it'd be interesting uh so yeah go ahead and vote but it's not going to save you in california it's it's a show is is what it is 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 the answer to that uh, oh, what I was going to say that's t- totally unrelated. You hear about this, um, the, these threats, these hateful threats on the campus of, I think it was Cornell University. It's like a guy was threatening to kill all the Jews. Oh, you know, he was arrested. Now he faces five years in prison. And I was thinking like, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> okay. Uh, he seems like a bad guy. I'll go with that. But um, the, the, th- the threats were like, we should round up the Jewish students and slit their throats or something like that. It, it was, was he, was he a Muslim? Well, this is, I was thinking, okay, this is either going to be like an actual Nazi guy or it's going to be a Muslim. And then I yeah. saw on the news and it literally is this guy. I swear to God, it's this guy himself. Go back to where you come from. Okay. The he most Asian? Asian man I've ever seen. Well, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I was here. shocked. I, I was like, Asian anti-Semitism. I've never seen this. What is this about? I don't know. I don't well, know. I guess I don't. China has its own ethnic or racial hostilities. What is the um? What is the CCP's position on Jews? Uh, none are allowed in the country. Wouldn't that be hilarious if that was the way that the world united? Like, all right, we all hate each other, but can we get behind this hating the Jews thing? Uh, okay. Well, uh, a blonde can dream, but um, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I'm. I'm going. It'd be to, a hilarious twist for world events. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to say I would prefer world unity on other grounds, but on the other. Mm-hmm. Well, t- to rephrase that, I'm not sure I would prefer world unity on much of no. anything. Like, I guess. I guess I would like I don't really it if, want that, if yeah. other if other countries. Would I prefer if other countries honored individual rights, human rights, uh, emulated Ameri- the American Constitution? Yeah, because yeah. I think it's correct. But does that mean that I have the right to go enforce that upon them? And I think the answer is no to that. No, I mean, I, we, if we've learned anything from our, our Middle Eastern endeavors, it's that, that you can't change people's way of life in any meaningful way. Yeah. Well, and, and if you believe in the language of, of the declaration, it really is about the right of the people, uh, or the, 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 the government existing at the consent of the people. Mm-hmm. And even if a, a, you know, Western liberal democratic government is the quote unquote correct form. And I know that's a highly contentious statement that a lot, not a lot of people would agree to, but let me put it this way. If there is such a thing as an objectively correct government form, if you follow the logic of the only correct government form is one that exists at the consent of the people, well, then then that's it. Like there's no it's not about how many chambers you have in your legislature or who right. represents whom or how your 
leader is selected necessarily. It's about the consent of the governed. And if you can't convince the Muslim world to consent to the form of government that we traditionally deploy in the West, if it doesn't have their consent, then it ain't legitimate, is it? Yep. So you have to respect that, even though I, I don't I want nothing to do with it. I want I don't want to live there. But I don't. So have at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Chris. AR says, when do you think it is appropriate to move in with a person you are dating? Well, I think you should oh, aim for marriage don't before yeah, living together. And Dude, I did this with my husband and I super regret it. Because it meant like once you're living with a chick, especially if you're sleeping with her, which you're, if you're living together, you're sleeping with her. And then you're getting all this like this wife treatment. It's like, why even marry this girl? Also, when you're living with somebody, it's impossible to hide your disgusting habits. Hmm. Yeah, you want the commitment beforehand. <laughs> Before you go into a bathroom after your your woman has just like blown it up, like norovirus <laughs> blown it up. You save that shit for after marriage when like you can't leave because you know that her poop smells like death. No, don't move in. Don't move in. Just don't That's do it. That's disgusting. There's- it is disgusting. Women are gross. Hmm. You've seen your wife give birth. You know this to be true. Well, I stayed on the uh, the cleaner side of the the view on that. So did my husband, and he's still legitimately traumatized hmm. from what he saw. Uh, I I say this as someone who has cohabitated twice, and uh, I would advise against it. Uh, yeah. the The second time I did it, though, it was with the the. This is going to be the the commitment to get engaged, which is the most bullshit statement I've ever uttered among many. Uh, but it's not. Let Maybe me explain. Track to um, marriage. I, I moved my wife here with the promise of of asking her to marry me. The only reason I hadn't yet is because I wanted to have that conversation with her dad first. And there wasn't an opportunity to do that circumstances considered. Mm-hmm. So we did live together for a little while. Uh, and when I say a little while, it was a few months we were cohabitating without engagement. Then we lived together while we were engaged until we got married. A lot of that at the time, this is 2018 with my now wife was just practical reality of she's moving from a different place. Does it really make sense to put her up in some apartment and lose all that money when I, when I, we have plenty of room in the house. I know that mine was not practical with my husband at all. I thought it was going to be a way to like move the relationship forward. Yeah. But all it did was like, nearly destroy the relationship women have this mentality they're like all right we're dating the next step is we move in together no eliminate that step it'll yeah. take you 20 steps back it'll take forever to get married don't do it uh yeah and i've seen that a million times and frankly i lived that out in my prior relationship like i dated this girl for a long for a while and then i thought the same thing i was like well i guess this is the next thing in the sequence but yeah. when you don't have that when you're not clear about what you're purpose or intent is in that you're just doing it because you feel like that's the sequence of events that you have to fulfill no Mm -hmm. if you don't have intent of of getting married you shouldn't be taking that step at all and it's a way to to obfuscate like that's that's why that's one of the reasons men move in with women because they're like if i do this then i don't have to marry her like she gets what she thinks is a serious commitment out of me but i don't actually have to do anything and and from the female perspective I mean, I've, uh, 
not that I've lived it, obviously, but I've just seen this a million times. It's like, yeah, you've given the guy everything he wants. He have he mm-hmm. basically has his live-in wife without the without the commitment and obligation on his part. So if you think that you're going to get him to finally man up and propose to you by doing this, no, you're going you to delay will that. Not you will delay it, yeah, and then you're going to be in ultimatum territory. Yes, which is just a shit way yeah. to start a marriage. Yeah. Now, I, I don't think that the way I handled it with my wife, my now wife, is the worst. It's not what I would do in the ideal world, but to the you extent you guys were that, living in separate places, so I don't know how else you could have. Yeah, and to that. the extent we were doing it with an agreed pursuit of marriage, mm-hmm. you know, that made sense, or at least as much sense as it could. In my prior relationship, where I just did it because I thought that was the sequence of things, until we lived together for like a year and a half, and then we both realized, like, we had more serious conversations, and she's like. Oh, I'm not actually that interested in marriage or children. <laughs> it's like, what the hell okay. have I been doing though? Why, why yeah. was I doing that? Why didn't, why did I ever move in with someone without having the conversation about what we're doing in the first place? And it, you know, it, I don't know. Cause it's easy. People get comfortable and then they're like, I don't want to date again because dating it, modern dating is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I saw the most hilarious tweet the other day that was like, do, do millennials ever feel like look at Gen Z and see what their dating situation is and feel like they got the the last chopper out of Nam. <laughs> My <laughs> husband and I talk about that all the time. It's like we met on match.com and it, it sucked then. But this new thing of like meeting on Tinder and then you have to have anal on the second date or whatever the rule yeah. is now, or you go to church and you meet somebody when you're both virgins and you're 17. There's like nothing in between. And I, and I just, I don't, I don't even know how I would be able to navigate that. It seems like a friggin' nightmare. So, you know, but, but living together, of course, is a mistake. It's an Take interesting it analogy. Us. Cause the thing I always say is it all it takes is one, you know, I, I understand what it's like to be at the bottom of the dating barrel and really struggling to, to see how you're going to succeed. And I always try mm-hmm. to encourage people. All it takes is one, but that was the same logic of the last chapter out of NOM. All, all it takes is one. What happens if there are zero though? Yeah. Um, yeah, you still yeah, can't. That's a quit. legitimate concern. You know, I yeah. don't mean to say that you should quit, but it, it's tough out there. There's no doubt. I, I think you're exactly right that it's there's no even that kind of nice girl or nice guy, whoever whoever you are, that person that like maybe has made a few mistakes but is still aiming toward the right thing. Mm-hmm. That sort of middle ground that would be acceptable. There isn't a lot of that. You're right. It's like, do yeah. you want the absolute? <laughs> do you want absolute slut concentrate? Or yeah. do you want like, uh, you know, the most uh, pure church girl of all time? Bro, Obviously, you, you want the pure girls, church girl, but uh, they're hard to find, too. You know, but, and they they have like real uh, requirements about who they date. Yeah. Do you know those chicks girl defined? No. You, you'd recognize them if you saw them, but hmm. I follow them on Instagram. I don't know why. I mean, I like them because they're super Christian and everything like that, but they're they're biblical realists and. So I think they're kind of dumb, but um, I was listening to one of them and she almost broke up with her husband that she's now married to because he uh, drinks like he casually drinks beer but once to twice a month, not to excess. Wow. I was like, you almost nuked a, a marriage quality man for that. You fucking psycho. Like, <laughs> That's what are commitment you doing? to God, I guess, man. But that is what you're going to be dealing with yeah. with these church girls. I don't know. I, since I'm back on Twitter, I'm following just pearly things again. I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, I'm, so I'm, I'm just waiting for the cage match with Ian Smith. Oh my God. Well, That's... she's so annoying. 
she's always like telling men, you know, you've no incentive to marry, no incentive to marry, no incentive to marry. And it's like, I understand that later in life, this cat lady thing is a lot sadder. You are fake news. It's a lot sadder for women than it is for men. But what does your life look like as a man if you're childless? And unless you are even even like the quality of of um, Leo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, like the chicks he's banging is going down the tubes. And he's like not even 50 and he's super famous and he's a multimillionaire. It's like, what are you doing when you're telling men not to marry and not to take that risk? You, I, I acknowledge that it is a risk, but it's a risk for women too. Like, what is the plan for all of these people that aren't going to have kids? Yeah, you can't, you can't be telling them not to have to have kids outside of a marriage situation. It's like yeah. the shittiest thing you can do to children. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're going. Everybody's going to grow old. Everybody is going to hit that decline. You're going to hit the other yeah. side of. Uh, of the curve of your life. And you've got to have a family. Like what, if, what if is you, the point? If you don't have your family to live with and live through, like, like I said, I don't, I care less about when I die as in, do I die tomorrow or a hundred years from now? Not that long, obviously, but when I'm a hundred, I care less about when that happens than who is beside me and sort of what life I've given them when that happens. Right. And, can you imagine if you died at 136, you'd have like 95 <laughs> blood clots. I've made it a long time, but that's, that's <laughs> my point is like, yeah. Is there a world in which I never found my wife and I, I made videos on the internet and I kind of just played Xbox and like, I don't know. I, I was trying to buy cool guns and that's really all I did. Yeah. Like yeah. I probably could have had fun that way for a long time, but that fun will run out and eventually I'll wake up 40, 50, 60 and I'll realize I have, even for whatever pride I have in building something that was cool on the internet, I have no legacy yeah. to leave for totally. a son or a daughter and, and or anybody else. I worry that the manosphere um, women like Pearlie are, are selling men the same kind of bill of goods that, that turns their life into sadness that feminists sold women in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. And I, and I feel really guilty for having contributed to that men can i think men can survive that easier than women but there's no doubt that like what is the reason for the mass shooter commonly yeah totally but they can't they can't survive it it just gets sad about 10 years later yeah it's it's a yeah you're right the timeline is just delayed yeah it's like you look at a 35 year old video game guy and you're like okay like i feel less bad for you than like a 35 year old cat lady you look at a 55, 45, 55-year-old video game guy and you're like, that is so fucking depressing. Mm. That is so depressing. And the, the thing that's so de- depressing about it is like it's one thing if there's a condition in your life that prevents you from achieving that. You have a medical condition, whatever. But we yeah. have propagandized an entire generation or multiple generations at this point to believe that that is actually the correct pursuit. That you should yeah. pursue you know, professional advancement or... Uh, you know, whatever, whatever over a family. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been having these conversations lately. Just people who choose not to have um, kids because of perceived or worried health risk, like, Oh, X condition runs in my family. So no, a, a child have to be might so have bad. that. No, it would have to be so bad. Like you'd have to have like a strong family history of 
Huntington's disease or yeah, something I mean, to even take that into for, consideration. For all I know, our next kid has Down syndrome or something else that's very serious. You always take mean, take a risk. Yeah. yeah, of course. It's like even if my even if my kids had serious health conditions, does that mean I regret having them? Of course not. No. I, I just can't believe that people are thinking that way. And I'm worried that people are I, okay. Like the reason we had kids is that the the idea that you're not going to have children, that you're going to live a life without children, becomes more scary than yeah. the risk of having children. Oh yeah. But I worry, like, why aren't people meeting meeting this threshold? We've talked about Yona Yinton, right? The Swedish little YouTuber bit. that I, we had a, name, a disagreement yeah. on. But like, she she periodically uh, she'll she's too pointy. Videos. That's right. The disagreement. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think she's really hot. But she's she's my age or like maybe a year younger. She's like 35. And she's married to this hot Swedish guy. And they have this um, this big homestead in northern Sweden in a town that her family has lived in for 300 years. And then she posts like every year she posts a video like huge life update. And I'm like, oh, this fucking bitch finally gets pregnant, you know. And um, I go to and watch this video today. And it's just about her launching whatever stupid fucking business endeavor she's doing. I'm like. What are you doing? Her what entire the f- is this. It is. It's what? What the fuck is this? Her entire worldview is based on like ancestral uh, relationships and and feeling the spirit of her Swedish Viking ancestors in nature and all this stuff. And absent an infertility diagnosis, which she's never met, I find her position indefensible because the only thing she should be doing, if she gives a shit about her ancient ancestors is procreating and she's in this perfect life situation to do it. And like, it's maddening. Like, I don't even think I can watch her anymore. Wow. What is wrong? What is wrong with these people? Like, why don't you want to have kids? Yeah, I don't, It's awesome. There's a it's lot of stressful. Like you can have a job and have kids. You can figure it out. She works on her own time. Like, what is the problem here? I'm going to figure tell, it out. I'm going to tell you a story to warm your heart before we move on to the next question. Cause we do have to, but oh, um, sorry. you know, even though I, it's a, it's a parental advice. I would advise, uh, or it's a parental practice I would advise against for any other parents out there. Cause we don't make a show for kids or a family friendly show per se. So, you know, the Sunday show is not for your kids. That said, uh, my son does enjoy, you know, when he's up, my, my wife will dada. let him dada, see dada on the TV oh. or, you know, in the, on the computer screen. But just today he was in here running around. I don't even know what he was doing, but somehow there, your image, I think I had the, the, the show thumbnail up on the screen or something. And he went, Bund. Bund. <gasps> so now he knows oh. he knows Bund. Yeah. Oh. There's Dada and Bund. That was pretty so cool. Happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having a kid, it's it's just the most awesome life experience. It's so yeah. cool. There's nothing so, like it. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh we got several more questions and um we got super chat to do too, so I want to make sure we're moving it along. But uh and frankly, I don't even remember what the original question was on that one, so it must have it was thought provoking. Sellout. Uh, uh the UFC yeah. took a hundred million dollars from Bud Light to advertise their product. Matt, how much uh would Bud Light have to offer you a year to read one thirty second ad on your Sunday show every week and have a Bud Light can in the background during your show? Also, you could never say anything negative about Bud Light. Would you do it and for how much? If uh, if you say you wouldn't, you're a liar. Everyone has a price. I suppose there is some truth to that, that like if there, I mean, the number, can I, can I take the partial punt and just say the number would have to be hilarious? I mean, it would have to be like so Seriously, comical. I would do it for a thousand dollars a show. What? That's, a that's, thou- that's 50 grand a year. For not talking about Bud Light, I don't give a crap. Yeah, but you know that we're going to destroy everything we have. 
So I guess are they no, committed to people would understand? <laughs> I don't it's think fine. they would. It's fine. I do they would not get think it. They, yeah. No, no, no. No, yeah. I don't think Bud they Light, would. Yeah. Under, I don't think they would understand that one. So Bud Light is going to have to pay me the price of talking to nobody for the rest of my life. Uh, and so I guess if if I accept your premise that everyone has a price, the number has to be high enough to make sure that my family is taken care of for the rest of my possible life because I'm committing career suicide. This is basically a life insurance policy that they would have to give me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're a big enough company. No, I'm sure they could afford a life insurance policy on me. Yeah, I'm not that. This uh, would be more of a betrayal because I'm an alcoholic that doesn't drink. This would be more of a betrayal in that sense. Ah, than that's true. The whole training that thing. angle. Um, I mean, for 50 grand a year, you just can't talk about Bud Light. <laughs> 50, you, no, you have to read an ad for it and then you can't say ne- anything negative about it for 50 grand. Yeah, I do that for 50 grand. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're, and I guess it's annual. So you get a $50,000 salary every year that you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that would be so good for my family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They've got some right. like open tranny agenda that everybody knows about. They're totally not subversive. They're very they honest over it, but they're yeah. really honest over yeah. there. But if I had to do it for like, I don't know. There are some companies I would not do it for. Uh, I'll tell you what my answer is. Over a billion, 200, a trillion, 200 billion dollars. And, or a check for a, what was it? Gorillion. I'll take a, a gorillion. But Stuffistan says, would you ever consider doing email questions at the end of your Sunday show now that you're ending the call-in show? No. Um, I can't uh-uh. I can't commit to anything, but I'm I don't know what's gonna happen on the Sunday show, and Blonde has a say in that too, obviously. Um I would say it's possible that I do a little bit of that on my Wednesday show too. I, I don't think it's gonna be much more than maybe like five, ten minutes. Like we'll take a few a few questions because it's a more condensed show. But I do like audience interaction. So I'm thinking about ways to implement that. But uh, you got to convince Blonde on that one, too. And she looks awfully skeptical. Mm-mm. All right. Not a chance. Let's go, Brandon. What would your response be to the argument that Electoral College is affirmative action in favor of citizens of rural states? Hmm. Do you agree with the characterization or do you agree with it and think it's a necessary form of A to prevent tyranny of the majority? It's obviously that is why they did it to prevent tyranny of the majority. Yeah. I would I would disagree with the premise in that the 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 founding premise of this country, the founding principle about the states is that states are equal before the federal government Mm -hmm. in the same like affirmative action um, is is an outcome oriented, I suppose, uh, idea. Affirmative action is beyond the idea of just equal rights. Right. It's it's the idea that everyone is entitled to equal outcome, some sort of equal outcome. And that's not what the Electoral College is doing. It's not guaranteeing a certain outcome for states. It's just saying, hey, all states have the same rights before the federal government, regardless of their population. So I would disagree with the characterization. I don't think it's affirmative action. I think it is a proper recognition of what a state is. Mm hmm. And and states have equal rights before the federal government. Uh, the state of Wyoming is just as legitimately a state as the state of California, legally speaking. Go ahead. You want iceberg here? Oh, didn't I just read the last one? Oh, uh, I thought I read that one. I don't remember. I, oh, I'll read this I'm one. Then. Okay. You've previously discussed the concerning amounts of hero worship on both the right and the left, citing Trump and Fauci as examples. Do you think it's fair to say that there is more hero worship on the right than there is for the left for any Democratic politician, with the possible exception of Obama? Well, I, I, I think Trump is if I had to rank people who are idolized 
in maybe uh a not good way, like, you know, almost inhumanly idolized. Trump is on Obama's, that list. Trump's on a list, but Obama has got to be. He's more more of a deity, I think, to the people on the right than Trump is. To people, or more of a deity to people on the left than Trump is to people on the right. Although there is that biblical element of like fulfilling God's prophecy yeah. with Trump. I, I would say uh, Obama. I would say both Obamas, by the way, uh, Big Mike included. And uh, but Biden, uh, Trump is definitely more idolized than Biden, wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Biden yeah. is just like people accept him because they're Democrat partisans. But I don't think anybody truly idolizes him in the way that Trump is idolized. And I don't think anybody's ascended to this level of Obama worship. Okay. Um, we gotta yeah, well, I guess it'd be, a, it'd be a really interesting thing to see. I'll be quick, but. If like I firmly believe if Trump came out tomorrow and advocated open border policies, there's X percent of his supporters that would still say it's for some good purpose. Seriously, I I was just thinking people would tell him to kick rocks. Most would. But there are there are hardened Trump supporters that would still follow him. I guarantee you that in the same way, if Obama came out and said, I'm undoing the NFA and I want machine guns legal for everybody. I think. What percent of Democrats would follow him along with that? It's not zero. It's not most, but it's not zero. That I want to see yeah. a competition like that to see to measure who has the bigger idol factor. Like how far could they lead their supporters to the opposite of their prior stance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy custodian. I better try to get this before the call-in show. Questions are gone for good. I've quit working for the unpleasant school where all that crazy shit happened. Now I'm cleaning a warehouse where they make foam. It sounds odd. They pay better. I don't clean up after teenagers. Everyone says I'm doing a good job. But honestly, there are days where I don't think I know what I'm doing most days. Have either of you felt like you've gotten unearned praise or experienced some sort of imposter syndrome? Also, is Tenant going to be on iTunes? Uh, I mentioned, I discussed that earlier, so I'll be quick. Right now, I don't, I'm not aware of any audio platforms. And of course, this new show is committed to Tenant's platforms. So right now, my answer is no. But I will exercise what influence I have to get the show on audio platforms because I know people like it. It's just it's up to uh, the powers over at Tenant, and I will talk to them about creating those accounts. As far I as think the question, everybody experiences imposter syndrome. I, I guess I, I don't fully. What is that? I'm not sure I fully follow. What does that mean? It means that like you have responsibilities that outclass your ability to fulfill the responsibilities. And oh. then they're like, how did I end up here? I think that millennials get it a lot because we weren't properly trained in basically any arena. I've had imposter syndrome at every job, but that was largely because I was incompetent. But periodically I get it with motherhood. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Who yeah. gave me this child? Yeah. Everybody gets imposter syndrome. And the best way to deal with it is to exude a confidence that is so much higher than your level of ability because that's what everybody does. Hmm. And then you just, you just power through and then you become competent and then you don't feel like an imposter anymore. Yeah. I suppose. What is the question? What is the balance between um, confidence and humility? Because those are both good things to have. You don't want to be a person who inspires doubt. That said, you don't want to oversell or over advertise your abilities either. I don't know of a better context that I could, say I've had that experience other than what you're describing, which is parenthood. Like, mm-hmm. okay, guess I'm a dad now. Let's see how this goes. Uh, all right, we'll try this. We'll try that. <laughs> yeah. um, but professionally, I don't feel like I experienced that. Um, no, well, uh, the only context in which I experienced that professionally, it's not like talking about politics or the or news or the stuff I usually talk about. 
maybe I get that to some degree when people email me about like personal problems in their lives. And I don't mean that to say like, I don't care about that or something. I, I do. And actually I'm, I'm honored that people care about what I would have to say about that. But sometimes they're on topics that I'm so unfamiliar with or I have no experience in. And so I appreciate that people would value what I might think about that. But I'm thinking a lot of times I have to respond like, uh, not a lawyer, not a doctor, not uh, mm-hmm. this, not a that, because I'm frankly, I'm just not qualified to give you advice in that arena. Yeah. So that's probably, that's the only context in which I experience it in my job. I would say like at, asks for advice by email is most common. <laughs> not that I don't appreciate that. Again, you're, you're welcome to ask for my advice by email, but I might tell you my advice is shit. So don't listen mm-hmm. to it. Blank name says end of an era blonde. You will no longer be a male away. I want you to know. Uh, I want you. I want to know why you want a holiday in India. I remember you telling your brother was there recently. What did he think? Well, he went there before he had kids. It wasn't that recent. Um, you know, he's going to have his fifth child soon, man. He's been on yeah. it. When was his, uh, he had no, twins, right? Choice. <laughs> He's been, he had twins yeah. uh, in 2022. And then his wife right now is about six weeks behind me. When did they, when was their first kid born? In 2018. Okay. So it's, it's been quick. I, um, we went trick or treating last night, of course, and that was a lot of fun. And I met some neighbors I haven't met yet. They're a retired couple. And um, my wife and my son were dressed as cows uh, which was appropriate considering my wife is so pregnant <laughs> and, and, um, and we, we named, uh, our son Calvin for the night. He was Calvin. But anyway, where I'm going, with, where I'm going with this story is that, uh, we talked to this nice retired couple and we have admired their landscaping job from afar. Cause we're trying to kind of recreate it ourselves. And so we commented mm. on that. It's a very nice landscaping. Oh, we did that ourselves. We're retired. No, no, no. They said, Oh, when are you due? And she said, uh, December and the, the, uh, grandpa man, the old man's like, very good. Keep her pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes, sir. Uh, right, right. Story. right away. Compelling and rich. I, thought I didn't cool, play though. that sounder. That was actually a good story. It, um, yeah. Then this is what a tangent. I'm like, I got to be out of here by 8:30. Let me talk for 40 minutes about whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, well, are you able to to finish out the show? You think one more yeah, time? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So the reason I want to go to India, um, I know that my my uh, assessment that they're street shitting pajits has been really played out in the show, but I do think that it is a uh, a really colorful, beautiful culture and i appreciate the food culture um and of course you know the the, the caste system which is awesome I'm just, I'm just you know they have like horrible genetic defects because of the caste system it makes sense i guess yeah you're limiting your uh your options um you lit- but there there's like a, a billion of them how is that even possible my, but you literally have to wear on your forehead your status my perspective on indians has been ruined by two things well three things but i'll keep it to two um, just to keep it simple. Number one, he ruined it for all of them. But number two, when I lived in California as a young man, uh, 2010 to 2012, it was like all Indians in my apartment complex. Could yeah. you please stop cooking with whatever spices you're cooking with? It's like soaked into my clothes now, just yeah. through the air. The it was pores the, always smell like coriander. It was 
ridiculous. But oh, it's uh, also the kids. Village Cooking Channel. It, mm. it makes me love it, love Indians. Um, I don't know. He he said it was the most stressful travel experience of his entire life. So I think that that is uh, probably off the table for us. People are curious about what the third thing is. It's that giant Indian families can't stop blocking stuff. Yeah, Get out of the doorway. The you're all here to go to Yellowstone, but you're going to block the door at Chipotle and Bozeman before you go. Get out Dude. of the way. Okay, come on. <laughs> they're they're not as bad as the Chinese people. Oh, no, no. Nobody blocks a doorway like an Indian family. Nobody. That's crazy. We, okay, 75 Chinese people at a, at a that are traveling together in a group at Versailles. Have you know, next to this to Chipotle is a Panda said. Express, and I've never seen the Chinese block that. Oh, Paul, I did a bunch of research on the, your next question. So I look forward to talking about it for 20 minutes. Um, Paul says, hello, Matt and Blonde. Yesterday I was diagnosed with non-obstructive azoospermia, the most severe form of male infertility. It is likely my wife and I will never be able to conceive a biological mm. child together unless we opt for extremely expensive and morally gray procedures like IVF. I'm absolutely crushed, confused, angry at God, especially considering my wife and I wanted to have children so badly. And we live in a culture that regularly executes their children. I don't know what to do and appreciate a word of advice. If you feel as though Ooh. you could offer it, thank you and cherish your families because they're truly a blessing. Okay. So your form of male infertility is not the most severe form because you have Oh wait. He said non-obstructive. Okay. It is the worst form. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, cause I did a bunch of research on obstructive azoospermia and I was like, Oh, it's not that bad. Um, None. non-obstructive. Okay. All right. So we can't. Okay. Uh, so he yeah. can't just get it. Um, he can't just get it removed from his testicles. Hmm. Does that mean there are no sperm? I don't know. I'm this term is new to me. Fuck. Well, I was like, all, like super jazz for this so i could give him i could give him good news because i was like if it's obstructive then you just you just uh take it out of the testicles and then you can do um ICSI. i mean I, um, i'll just accept his, that his premise is correct that it's almost impossible for him to to achieve you know, having his own kids no sperm in the ejaculate i don't know what i would do in this situation i mean i feel like i would do Anything that I could possibly do to have my own biological child. If I had to do IVF, I would not test the embryos for quality and I would use all the embryos. You can do that. So you can do IVF without destroying embryos. Is that correct? Yeah, you can. I don't, I don't see a moral problem with that, with that. but I don't understand all the complexities of IVF either. So maybe I'm missing something. But I would say that if you have paths to create your own children without destroying your own children, uh, yeah, I, I think that should be pursued. I know that those things are costly, so there are practical considerations there. I, however, would not do IVF using a male sperm donor. I would not do that. Hmm. So it, as it in she'll be the mom thing. and you'll have some kind of, okay. Yeah. yeah, it creates this really weird dynamic in a marriage and I just... I don't know. I just feel like if you were the man, you would just be looking at these kids and you'd be like, these aren't my fucking kids. I have no, I have no relationship with these kids. Yeah. Well, I suppose the same argument could be made for adoption too, though. I mean, you are their yeah, father. Yeah, but you know, in, but there's, but your wife doesn't have the advantage of being related to the children. Yeah, so there's you not and your like wife, some card that could be played or something. 
Yeah. So you and your wife both go into it knowing that like we're choosing to love this child. Neither of us are related yeah. to this child. It's an even playing well, field. That's a big ask for the wife too, where it's like, if that's the route you go, Hey, would you be willing to sacrifice your ability to have your own children on behalf of your husband totally. who can't? I mean, that's a mega sacrifice. Um, the only thing I would advise you against as you <laughs> navigate this, as you say at the end, cherish your families because they're truly a blessing. However you choose to have a family is going to take uh, an uncommon path. It sounds like it's going to take, it's going to be unusual. Uh, but I hope that you do. And obviously I hope that you do in a way that does not involve the morally gray areas of IVF that you're talking about. But if you have to take a, a path that involves adoption or the sort of thing that blonde was talking about there, the only thing I, I would hate to see is just let's not, let's not pursue a family. Let's just opt out because it's difficult. Um, yeah, but maybe it, that's the right thing for them too. I, I I don't know. Based on the the way that question is phrased, I mean, th- this is a guy who who wants family, and even if you can't have like the 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 quote unquote ideal form of it, does that mean you you willingly accept none of it? If you have to adopt children, just adopt white children. <laughs> don't go to don't go uh, harvesting Africa, Angelina Jolie style. Yeah, or no, Michael. Uh, Johnson or whoever the fuck. What is his name? Michael Rogers. Jim Rogers. New speaker of the house. Help me out. Uh, Mike Johnson. Oh, did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Obviously, there are kids in need in this country. I think that's if you're going to adopt, that makes the most sense to me. But, you know, I'm not I'm not mad at people who give kids who need uh, a, a life a life because that's that's something that's yeah. needed. So but and we are pro-life. So we it's necessary for us to also be pro pro adoption. It does, it does follow necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Captain Norway says now that the call-in show is coming to a close. What has been your favorite moments, topics or things to discuss due to time differences? I've never had the opportunity to call, but I've enjoyed the diverse and colorful people airing their thoughts and fountain pen shenanigans. Oh, That's a callback. I love it when like it's ha- probably happened five times on the show where somebody calls in and they start saying something that I know is making skag more angry than anything ever in his <laughs> life has made like he does this thing when he's super mad where he'll let you talk but like you can tell that it's welling up inside of him yeah yeah, yeah. and then you'll just uh you'll try to reason with somebody but like really angrily for like 40 minutes i always love it when that happens i think it's so funny there have um, been a few of those that that Reinhardt guy really uh stepped in it like a few months ago well he says please clip the disingenuous faggot uh which I won't do, even though I, yeah, I don't think that that, uh, I'm not trying to single anybody out. I, I don't think that that particular call was fairly conducted. Oh, that was, that was Reinhardt. <laughs> that was his call. Um, the, I'm not going to, even though I, I don't think that I or we were treated fairly in that call, I also don't want to, as I mentioned earlier, just take the opportunity to mercilessly mock callers all the time. Because I don't think that that's, that that's fair either. I want, uh, you know, I, I want to the extent that this sort of production may come back in the future or since we've been sustaining it for years now, I don't, even if people treat me in a way I think is unfair, I don't want to um, have future participants discouraged by me mocking people who, who call into the show. It's not the sort of thing that you want to cultivate. So I, w- I won't be doing that, but I would say that my favorite conversations um, are related to the conversation that we just had and the question that we just had this show. And one thing that I'll miss about it, in addition to the um, audience engagement and the audience interaction is we got into a lot of those 
topics and themes that aren't politics and news, but they're crucially important. Things like family, things like faith, and of course the Bible study is still going. I'm not uh, quitting that. That's going to be an ongoing production on Friday nights. Um, those are tougher to fit into my usual product. And, you know, I love talking news and politics. I'm going to keep doing that. But there's crucial importance to the topics of building family and the faith and the origins of morality in this world and the origins of how we got here and these kind of deeper philosophical things that don't, that aren't necessarily a product of the Sunday show and aren't really a product of something that I would sit down and write on my own and, you know, deliver to camera in the way that I do in my short videos, those big topics and trying to figure out with people who are struggling to make sense of them, whether you're trying to date or whether you're trying to figure out the nature of the world I, I hope we figure out a home for that sort of thing because I've enjoyed those conversations and they've changed my mind on a lot of things. You know, I mean, like my wife and my son are are products of this show, too. That's how they came to me. And yeah. it really honors me to know that people have met through this show. And it honors me to know that there are guys out there who have stayed the course to finding a wife despite the obstacles because of discussions on this show. That I'll miss. Um, but we can figure out ways to preserve that. It just might take, yeah. we might take a little break from it while I figure that out, but that, that's what I'll miss the most. And of course, thank you for your uh, chat contributions, Captain Norway. And I hope that you enjoyed yourself. I know you enjoyed yourself. I just assume you used it all by now. Uh, thanks for, thanks for supporting the show, man. Um, thank you. Odie. What is the origin of lore behind Matt and I once made love? We never really figured it out. It started really early in the show, though. No, it was figured out. I want some facts! In fact, I think, if I recall correctly, go look at the FAQ page of my website because somebody went back and found the original source. I think it, fittingly, I think it's in episode 69. And someone <laughs> just chatted a Matt and I once made love super chat and it caught on. It caught fire. So go to, the, go to my website and click on FAQ. Matt is .a, Click on FAQ. And I'm pretty sure... In fact, I'll double check while I am uh, telling you to do that to make sure I don't lead you astray. But yeah, go to my website, click on FAQ, go all the way to the bottom, second from the bottom. What is the origin of the Matt and I once made love chat meme? According to listener and archivist John, the original reference came in episode 69, timestamp 2746, username that's not right. So it's there. It's there. Um, also asked in the intro music, there is a line. You can be nice. I love peasant. What is it really supposed to oh, be? I don't- that's, that's, uh, that is Dave Chappelle as Howard Dean. Remember Howard Dean's. Remember that? That's Dave Chappelle doing Howard Dean saying, I love lesbians. It's I love <laughs> lesbians. That's what you can. Oh. You can be nice. I love lesbians. That's what that is. Oh, okay. And, you know, frankly, I figured the lesbians deserve a little bit of kind treatment in the intro because they they get nothing but savagery in the rest of the show. We haven't had a lot of lesbian praise in this production. Harry Enos. What even is an Enos? Is that an anus or a penis? Maybe it's both. Would you kindly consider posting a video archive of the call-in show for posterity's sake? The show belongs in the Library of Congress. Um, you know, I do I do have a video of every single episode that exists because they've all been privated on my YouTube channel. So that is something 
that exists, could we host it in a way that um, is salvageable but protects me from... I guess what I'm worried the most about is like I would hate to get dinged by YouTube for hate speech from something that happened like five years ago because they will do that. Yeah, they no. absolutely will do that. They've done it before on copyright things. They've done it before on all sorts of bullshit. So I don't I don't want to take on the liability of having them on YouTube in that way. That said, though, there is the files exist. Could I host them in a place where people could have them? Maybe. Uh, I will say, though, that the the backlog of call-in show episodes audio-wise is not going anywhere. So you're welcome to have it that if you go over to the podcast page of my website. They're all there the whole way back. Video, um, I can't make a commitment right now. But I, I can confirm to you that the files do exist. Yeah. Thank you, Harry Enos, for the, the final email <laughs> question of uh, the call-in show. Your name is very appropriate for the occasion. Okay. That's disgusting. We just have uh, some super chats and then we'll uh, get out of here for the final time on the call-in show. Let's see. Uh, I got to go. Well, let's see. Let's see. Tenant Matt is an AI deep fake. Dangerous space is just true blue, says Laser. Uh, I, I can confirm that I was there for the filming of their um, of their promotionals. That's when I referenced that I went to downtown L.A. That's why I had to go to downtown L.A. is because yeah. the guy that they were working with to do the photo and the video stuff um, is in the area. And it, they, so it was just it was easiest to get everybody to a place that's close to the L.A. airport. That's why that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. G.A. Uh, Mr. Token S-Word says we need to settle this now. You need to learn how to wipe. Stop standing up and leaving your asshole dirty. You pretend you're going to stand. Stop when your ass is off the toilet. And well, then you are standing. You're just like half. If your ass is fully off the toilet, and your feet are on the ground. You are standing just not fully upright. You're like in a weird squat at that point. But that doesn't mean you're not standing. You're not seated on the toilet if you do it that way. Uh, Shadow Band says personally, I'm a fan. Thank you, Mr. S-Word. Personally, I'm a fan of the move to tenant. I think things will be fine. I'm hoping it creates opportunity for more interviews and, and video collabs. I know people have been skeptical. Yeah, and I, I understand it. Um, and I'm I don't want to be too dismissive of that. Like I said, I I the only things I can say for people who are very skeptical, number one, I actually do appreciate that because it, it tells me that you find value in this production. You're worried that something bad is going to happen to it. Um, but uh, but the only thing I can tell you to convince you that bad things won't happen is that I've protected myself from that and that I can leave it. If it totally goes wrong and it's total bullshit and it doesn't work, I can leave it. I can come back home. Uh, and I, like I said today, when I post, I just, I hope I, I ask you humbly to just give it a chance. And if you decide that it sucks, you are totally entitled to that. You're, I don't hold you hostage. I don't hold the right to your listen or your view. Uh, I, I just hope that uh, if you, if you trust me, if I've earned your trust over these years that you'll give me a little bit of a chance to, to make this a success because I want to go in there and I want to maximize this opportunity. I want to hit it as hard as I can. Um, it's not my intent to go in there and like, you know, ride on the backs of other people or something like that. That's poor phrasing in the context of this show, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to grab onto someone's coattails and ride. I want to go in there in a place where there are going to be some eyes and I want to dominate that man. I want to be like, I, I want to be the guy pulling the views on, on that particular platform and really make the most of that opportunity. So that's my intent is to, is to see it. I see a new opportunity. I'm trying to seize it. That's all. 
Shadow Band also says some collabs or interviews I'd love to see. Don't walk, run productions, really graceful. Fleckus talks, Tylerized, Red Eagle Politics, Nuance Bro, James Corbett, Jason Burmis, Decoy, uh, Decoy Voice, Salty Cracker, Sam Tripoli. I do. We have had Fleckus on the show before out of that list, and I, I admire him greatly. I think he does a really good job. But uh, noted. Thank you for the suggestions. Putin you down says, hope you don't mind how many of your viewers hate the butt goy that purchased a child for him and his husband to, ab- to abuse and corrupt. Wish you the best. I'll be tuning in. Um, yes, I understand what you're referring to there. And yeah, I mean, as we've talked about many times, like that particular practice, I have a lot of moral questions about. Frankly, I, I don't think that that choice, again, to create life with the intent of removing it from its mother, even if the mother consents to that, is morally square. I think there are a lot of moral problems with that. And I understand why people uh, would take the position. I don't want any association with that at all. Well, I mean, uh, I, from my perspective, you have to be willing to engage with people you disagree with, even about very serious concepts like that. And I do. At the same time, I also respect the man professionally. And he's been nothing but kind to me personally. Haven't spoken with him about this particular project, actually. Not a word. But I have oh, spoken really? with him previously. And he's been nothing but kind to me. And that doesn't mean that he's above criticism. I'm sure he would say the same thing. But I just hope that people would believe and understand that I'm not him and he's not me. And mm-hmm. I don't tell him what to say and he doesn't tell me what to say. Uh, and even if you think that that there was a, a mistake made in that particular arrangement, you know, those are kids with lives that need to be provided for now and need to be given the best lives possible. And for all I know, maybe that's something he'll... Maybe that's something he's open to discussing. I mean, I, I honestly, I would love to discuss that topic with him. Not in a gotcha way, not in a you're a bad guy way, but in like, what do you think about these moral criticisms of that? I, I mean, yeah. it, it, I don't know that he'd ever agree to that. It's obviously very touchy because it's your family, um, but it's, it is important. And, and so, yeah, uh, just understand like he's his own guy. I'm my own guy. Just because we are associated through this project doesn't mean I agree with everything he says or does or he agrees with everything I say or do. But I, I let's put it this way. I don't think he's a guy who's going to come after me to try to censor me. And if he does, he's going to have a problem. But I highly doubt that he's going to do that. And he doesn't have any power in this in this arrangement to do that. He's not the guy running the company. He's simply a, a member of the project. Mr. S word also says they won't uh, stop until some real, con- they see real consequences when people actually fight off the mobs for real. When it really gets into mass casualties, the swamp might stop protecting them too defensively. Well, that happened with, um, was it Daniel Perry in Texas? Remember the guy who shot the AK dude? Now yeah. he's in jail. They yeah. haven't been able to pardon him. So it's like, I agree that when the consequences start hitting, maybe they'll stop, but the consequences did hit yeah. and they put that guy in prison. Uh, addicted to drums get out of here you filthy dyke <laughs> gonna miss the show did you call someone a filthy dyke tonight he's you said he drove a subaru oh that's that's right thank you holden mulray says my last chat on the wednesday show the sh- uh the show is dead long live the show economists say we need inflation but technology makes stuff cheaper mm-hmm. so we can do more ain't that deflation well thank you holden for your contributions to the show on sundays and wednesdays and of course, we look forward to, to seeing you in the future as well. It's not goodbye. Just see you soon. Shadow Band says, also, I'm going to miss sending you $2 super chats that that's honestly pretty gay and faggy and <laughs> your shit's all retarded and you're acting pretty queer. I can't even do the uh, your shit's all retarded one because they banned it. 
You're acting oh. queer. But I still have your acting queer. Uh, Mr. Token S word says going out legendary final episode on all saints day, at least hopefully for the last, uh, the, hopefully the last for now. Uh, it's a sign of God's will that God's will is working. Take my lousy peso until I get money to chat on Sundays. I'm going to raise blondes monthly donation on Mattis.gay. I urge everyone else to give some pennies or pesos each month. It all adds up. That's true. It does very much. And I, man, I appreciate your support for the show and your chats. And, um, and, uh, as I, as I mentioned today, just so people understand if you're supporting, you know, my content or this, or, you know, our, our Sunday show, um, none of that has any arrangement with tenant at all. It's all completely independent. Matt Christensen media is still a completely independent company. So of course your support for the show is appreciated. It's still useful. Uh, and I want you to know, like, even if you're someone who is skeptical of the tenant arrangement, you hate tenant, you want nothing to do with tenant. I give you my word that there is no uh, exchange. There's no sharing of the money that that's going to Matt Christensen Media. Uh, it's not. It's not going to Tenant. It has no association with Tenant. So um, appreciate your support and uh, and and thank you for that. Let's see. Please lower. Uh, he also says, please lower the Sunday show to five bucks. That could work. Was there originally a minimum on Sundays? I'll binge all the shows again and find out. Wish these call-in shows were on video. Um, I think we did five bucks for, like at the start of the Sunday show. I think there's always been a, a floor. Of, I think we started with a five dollar floor. At least that was implemented very early. Hmm. Man, um, yeah. I you know I, I'm trying to think of ways to increase audience participation or restore what we had on the call-in show. Super chat is is just going to be too much to manage at that point, though. Um, so we got to have the floor. Otherwise, it's just we'll be reading super chat for the whole show. Not that I don't appreciate them, but I have to figure out a way to kind of keep that manageable, of course. Thank you, Mr. Token S word. Well, uh, old man Marley says, well, here we sit at the end of the Wednesday and Sunday shows. Winky face because he knows the Sunday show is not going away. Going to miss you all and the chat. Uh, wife and I. Have been together since 08, bought our house in 17, engaged in 18, married in 19, kids soon, God willing. Well, congratulations to you and thanks for supporting the show, man. Congratulations, butthead. (laughs) Get started on those kids already. You're already married. You've been married for three years, four years. Who? This chatter. You got to get started on those kids. Godspeed. Okay. We'll catch up on YouTube and Tippy. We'll call it a stream and a show for now. Daniel Zermano, thanks you two for everything. Been watching for seven years, Sundays and Wednesdays. I'm sad and happy for Matt at the same time. Wednesdays rock. Thank you so much. For you don't have to lie, but thank what? you. <laughs> Wednesdays did not rock, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I haven't always hated it. You know, yeah. It's since I had a kid. Um, Ryan has congrats on ten, and I'm positive this will get your content out there in a big way. With that in mind, now that you're on your way to being a celebrity, which late night show are you going to <laughs> appear on first? Kimmel, Fallon, the fat one. Love you guys. We love you too. Who's the fat one? Uh, is that? Oh, that that fat comedian. I can't. That remember. guy who was fat shamed and got all butt hurt about it. James, whatever. I don't remember. Corden, is that his yes. name? Thank you, Ryan. I uh, hope you're doing well. Appreciate it, and thanks for the kind words. I uh, I hope it's going to be a worthwhile production over there. Um, I do have to be out of here by nine. Uh, Brandon Lyons. Forgot to update my card on the website, so here's some back pay. Love the content. Hopefully, Tenant helps you expand. I think it will. Thank you, man. I appreciate it very much. P convenience. I'll raise my monthly contribution from three to four when Matt has a second born. Cheers, bastards. Well, that's around the uh, around the bend. That's like a month away, man. I'll hold you to it. Thanks for mm-hmm. supporting the show. Nicholas H. This show hosts the largest mix of IRL community, online community. In the whole right wing sphere, I know at least twenty people IRL through the show. Wow. Great work, you two. Hope this model spreads. That's so awesome. 
and we got some couples married and everything. It's been super fun. Glad to hear it, man. I, I am continually impressed uh, by that. It's something I never thought would grow out of this show, but I, I appreciate it very much. Long down, John. Let's have the last caller finish with his hard R drop. That's how you send off the call-in show. I'm shocked nobody did that. I am not going to be niggardly. We've had people do that before, so yeah, it wouldn't even be a shot. first. Moist farts. Happy trails, faggots. Normally, I would poke fun at Blonde's ridiculous freak nose and all of its stretch marks, but tonight's show is different. I'd like to wish you all the best of luck, especially that giant mutant nose. You suck. Fuck you. Hey, I know it goes back to normal. You suck. Fuck you. Because I've already had a baby, and ah, it does. It does go fair back enough. To uh, Donde two K, sung to the Mickey Mouse Club theme. Now I don't know the song. To, yeah, yeah. Now How does it's the song time go? to I don't know. say goodbye. Okay. To this base company, B L O N D E. Matt is G A Y. <laughs> I did it. Uh, G A. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. Thank you for that, <laughs> Phil. Rest in peace to the best show on the internet. Thanks for the chance to rant about the tiny hats. It was cathartic. God bless. Thank well, thank you. For we your... prevented a school shooting with Phil. <laughs> I think so. We love you. You're very special. Yep. Thank you, Phil, for all of your contributions to the show. And of course, uh, we hope to hear from you soon. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I hope to hear from you once we figure out a way to implement some more audience participation, but man, I appreciate all your support for the show and all your calls and, um, and uh, hope you're doing well. Thank you for that. Incompetent hands. The real winner here is Blonde's husband who doesn't have to worry about dinner on Wednesdays. Cool if I email you questions about hypergamy blonde. Yes, and yes, seriously. I'm I'm sure he's actually really happy about about this. Once a week, fending for himself is is different, but twice a week, that's that's a pattern. Uh, BD Kamara, imagine subscribing a tenant for Matt's videos and getting spammed every two hours with notifications for Tim Pool's videos instead. Just just watch Matt's video. That's fine. You you know, if you um if you don't want the notifications, yeah. Uh, a couple ways around that. Because I understand. It's like, oh, I just want to watch this, but not that. So I don't want the notifications about that. Uh, number one, you can just remove notifications from the channel and just go over to the channel when you want to watch them. Because I'm going to do the same sort of Wednesday, Saturday schedule so you know when they're there. Uh, or uh, you don't want those notifications just head on over to my website too. And I'll have the videos right there. You can watch them embedded through the website. You don't even have to bother going over to the YouTube channel. So I'm doing my best to make sure that my stuff is as accessible as possible to people who, you know, just want to come over for my stuff. Don't want to check out the rest of the stuff. I'm working to make that possible for you. So, uh, I will do what I can. So thanks for supporting the show, man. Um, then we have Jay that says, have some money. You quitters. Incompetent hands. Thanks. I think I'm going to miss Gilgamesh. Most of all, that guy really made me happy to be me. <laughs> Gilgamesh, oh. uh, as as some of the stories he has told on the show, he has had some. He's had some tough times, man. He's he's yes. done some shit and seen some shit. Yes. So, thank you, man. Chief Sling and Beef, you do not compromise with these people. They agreed to not do anything uh, to the statue, then melted down in secret and videotaped it as a humiliation ritual. They require your history's destruction. Happy mm. last show. True. Seems so. True, yeah, true, thanks true. for calling in, man, and for supporting the show. I'm sorry we couldn't get you on air tonight, but uh, thanks for letting us know about that. Um, BD Kamara. Anybody see Adam Johnson hockey video? Brutal. It was like the only thing people were sending me on Twitter. I was like, what did I miss? And they're like, oh, hold on. Yeah. I don't know hockey, but that sure looks weird. Uh, yeah. Looks like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying he tried to slip the guy's throat with the skate, but he was trying to do something, wasn't he? 
You see the meme, the the 1% of the hockey crew commits 100% of the murder. I, I, yeah, I was like, man, well, you're supposed Every to, time. that's that the, the news narrative is, oh, he feels horrible. It's like, well, he should, cause he killed a guy. So he probably should yeah. feel horrible. But, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, uh, rough draw, man, is the one black guy hockey player has to up the crime rate. Just, uh, coincidence. <laughs> I think not. Dude, I, I mean, again, I can't speak to his intent and I don't know. I don't know anything about hockey. But in the little hockey I've seen, that's weird. Why is your skate that high? I don't know. It's the noticing black version. And comment in hands 30. You probably can't disclose everything you know about Yoko Lauren Chen's plans for her content going forward. She's far too hot to be completely behind the scenes. I don't <laughs> even think Matt knows. Uh, t- truthfully, I don't know. I'm, I don't know her full plan, like her specific plan. And what I do know, again, like that's up to her to speak to. I can't. I can't say things about that. I'll just say what I said earlier, which is like, you know, she clearly she has a belief in this project. So, yep. Uh, and, and her belief in this project and her belief in me and faith in me and think her, her, uh, her view that, that my, my product has value. I think, uh, I'm very honored by, and I, I, like I said, she's on a short list of people that I trust. I don't think that she's going to backstab me. I would be completely shocked if that happens. But if it does, I got a home to come back to. Yep. I hate to do this to you. I think I hear my daughter coming home right now. Holy cow. Well, we we do have uh, several more to read through here, though. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she is home. Wait a minute. Where did uh, we leave off? I left off at Yoko. Yep. Holy cow. I'm going to have several to read through here. But uh, <laughs> I understand you got motherly duties if you got to tend to them. It has been so real doing this with you guys. I love all of you. <laughs> Keep watching our Sunday show. Nothing will change on Sunday. No matter how many false claims we you post you. in the chat. You're very special. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to finish this out. I'll catch you on Sunday. Bye, guys. Uh, thank you, guys. I will finish each and every chat here. Holy cow. Um, Steven says, uh, you guys had a good run with the call-in show and maintained my fan loyalty for seven plus years. I'd be sad if my beautiful 50-year-old redhead... I've been loyal to for the last 30 years. Wasn't doing watch parties weekly. Yeah, Steven, I know you've been calling in. Man, you must have been calling in in the early days, probably 2016 or you know sometime around there. So thanks for making the show a success and appreciate everything you've contributed. And of course, thanks for supporting tonight. Nomad says, keeping Matt and Rebecca in my prayers. Adios. Thank you for supporting the show too, man. Uh, Landlord harassment channel. Is Blonde disappearing then for tonight? Apparently so. But, you know, we're at a we're at three hours now and she has motherly things to do. Um, thanks for supporting the show, man. Incompetent Hand says it's time for my last question. Who was your favorite caller? Don't punt on this. It's not like anyone can call in next week to read. No, seriously, cereal or milk first. Uh, it's obviously cereal first. We've settled this. Sad to see the show go. I'm not crying. You're crying. Good luck and God bless. Now, if you're going to press me, um, for a favorite caller. And again, this is like picking my favorite children. I love all my callers, but I would say that one caller that stands out to me sufficient for a shout out pursuant to this question. Uh, we haven't heard a lot from him lately, but Dell, the redneck, both for his commitment to his bit of being like this redneck guy who lives with his very hefty wife in a double wide trailer down in North Carolina he uh, he would always call in in character and that was really fun and he was really funny with it. And 
he rarely broke character. In fact, I think the character might be more his real personality than than a character at all. But the reason I appreciate it, uh, I appreciate him so much is number one, him kind of making a bit for the show is great. But number two, I know that he's a guy who went through a lot of very personally tough times. And he talked about that once on the show. I think it was like late 2019 where he came on and he was completely candid and completely serious about what had happened with his wife. And there was, uh, if I recall correctly, it was, um, it was, a, it was, uh, an alcohol problem that, that turned fatal if I remember correctly. And, um, just to see a guy who had endured something that was so terrible, finding like, a something fun and something that was funny and just kind of a source of enjoyment and joy in our show meant a lot. And I never, he was a guy who like put a bunch of effort into what he was doing for this show. I never put him up to that. He just kind of volunteered that himself. And I haven't heard from Dell for a little while. I know he's called in maybe within the last, I don't know, three, four months. I know he's still out there, but Dell, if you're uh, listening tonight, I hope you're doing well. And uh, perhaps we'll hear from you again soon. And that again, that's not to discredit any other caller. It's just Dell was a, Dell was uh, something else, man. He was a very unique character. Jeremiah Chittam, thank you in comment hands. Function smoothly. This really will be different. Love you guys. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I shouldn't. Again, I'm trying not to overpromise what this new show will be. I shouldn't promise smooth functionality. I don't know that I'm capable of that. Long Dong John says, Blonde is hot. Matt is gay. The call-in show sucked, and we liked it that way. R.I.P. to the call-in show. That was uh, That was quality poetry right there. Thank you for that. Kim says, it's it's a sad Wednesday for sure. I hate to see the call-in show, as we know, end. But I hope similar opportunities for calls and questions arise. Thank you again uh, for all this show has done for me personally and for the community. Cheers and God bless. Well, Kim, it has been our pleasure to take your calls over the last few years. And uh, I trust that you will be corrupting the youth in your teaching profession for years to come. Of course, um, you know, as we figure out ways to implement listener contributions some more, you're always welcome to email me anytime. And I appreciate uh, everything you've done. for We us. love you. You're very special. Logan Orr says six months ago, I quit my job and unplugged from society. This show ending has been the worst day since the last time I saw a very small hat. Well, I'm sorry to sorry to disappoint, man. Um, but thank you for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Uh, Cisco says, yes, I will always prefer the call in show. Yes, I am also a retard. <laughs> You're entitled to your preferences, man. Some people pour milk in the bowl before cereal. They exist. Kelwin says, first pour, speaking of, first pour cereal into the bowl, filling it to the brim. Thank you. Second, place a clean hand atop said cereal as you pour in as much milk as possible. Third, allow milk to soak in. Fourth, once the initial cereal is consumed, refill with cereal as you as you use too much milk. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I think it's perfectly acceptable to pour new cereal into the milk that was already eaten from. But when establishing a new bowl of cereal, you do not pour the milk in before cereal because the the quantity of milk. Two reasons: number one, the quantity of milk necessary is determined by how much cereal is in the bowl. But secondarily, you want to pour the milk over the cereal so that you maximize the soakage, so that the cereal that is on the top still gets some of the milky goodness in it. Otherwise, you kind of have to do this whole stirring bit, I suppose, if you um, if you go milk before cereal to get you know the milk into the top part of the cereal. Thank you, Kelwin. Jonathan Prezio says, this is so upsetting. I never got the time or when I had the time 
I never had the balls to call in. Don't worry, man. Uh, hopefully we will have some future opportunities for you. So thank you for your support for the show. Even if you never had the balls to call in, that's okay. I won't tell anybody. Cisco says, uh, please blonde be a special guest on Matt's new Wednesday show. Sometime we need more of you telling black gay callers they're going to hell. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we could do that. You know, tenant there, they've convinced me that they're a free speech place. So if we want to do that, I, I don't see why they would have a problem with that. Uh, Jerry Smith says, I won't listen to the tenant show because I hate Australians and I love racism. Well, I, if being candid and being honest, cause I want to be honest first and foremost, there's going to be more Australian accents and, um, probably fewer racial opinions would be my guess. Uh, but it's not none. I mean, there, we'll, we'll talk about all kinds of topics. It's just, there will definitely be more Australian accents. So if that's a deal breaker for you, I understand. Don't day two cases. Blonde's interview with Dr. McCullough is your benchmark, Matt. There, that's my final blonde simp. Yeah, that was a great interview. She did a great job with that. And um, and yeah, that's one thing that I uh, one thing I'd like to work on a little bit more. It's like a little more one on one interviews with uh, like big newsmakers, big personalities. I'm less interested in talking to other YouTubers. Not that they're not good people or that they don't have interesting things to say. It's just I want. One thing I've been wanting to do my entire career doing this is like, I want to get the people who are in the news and talk to them. And I just, I haven't had a great Avenue to do that. So that's, that's what I'm hoping to achieve. And that's one great example is her interview with uh, Dr. McCullough. Darren Hartford says, Matt, I once made love and I fell. And then I fell in love with this show. Is that gay enough? I know Matt likes the gay factor set on high. Thank you for all uh, the years, guys. Love you. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily want the gay factor high. I mean, I act and queer maybe a little bit, but the gay factor was upped by the, the chat. Okay. I did not do that. The chat really made things gay. And I just said, I'm going to allow this because if I try to fight it, there's going to be more gay stuff to deal with. I was incorrect though, because I didn't fight it. And the gayness only expanded shooter down under says, Hey guys, I'm going to miss the show. Used to listen to this while chopping wood. I miss blondes rants and the gay jokes. Well, don't worry. You still get the gay jokes on Sunday for sure. We'll try to compensate, but thanks for supporting the show. And, um, and yeah, I, I hope it's, you know, I obviously I'm hoping that the new project is, is what I hope it will be, but I do know that it's worthwhile for blonde too, to, um, to have her mom time maximized and to make sure that she's able to handle the birth of her uh, second daughter as well as she possibly can. Cody Opperman says had 46 people sign up tonight to try to call in. I'm sure that's uh, that's got to be the most in quite some time for sure. So thanks to everybody who tried to call in tonight. Thank you, Cody, for supporting the show. And I'm sorry if we didn't get to you uh, if you tried to call in. But thank you guys for for making the attempt. Nonetheless, two dogs. Mike D says thanks for the mammaries. <laughs> as in uh, mammary glands or do you mean memories either way i suppose there were mammaries on this show two dogs also says when california finally becomes all democrat it will leave the union and china will move into all the land it owns do not give up on california i suppose there is a strategic uh, you know there's defense importance to california it's a lot of coastline you're right um but uh whoever wants to invade california right now i think it's open to communists it's open to uh Southern border is certainly more or less open. I don't know why the coastal border would be any different, but yeah, I agree. There's probably strate- uh, strategic importance to it. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, goodbye, Colin show. You were 
whatever in the hell that you were, which is a good description of, of what it was. That's right. Lindsey Graham says, RIP Wednesday stream. Wish I could have gotten on. Congrats, Matt. Don't lose your uh, way or yourself to success. That's something that gives you, uh, what's something that gives you to hope that we can turn things around in the U S no cop outs or black pill cuckery embrace the white pill. Well, I, I, unfortunately blonde uh, was not able to answer this question. I'm not sure she would give She would give you such a white pill or a reason for an uh, encouragement. Um, trying to like, is there a development right now that gives me hope? The only thing that I'd like to say, Oh man, isn't it great that more people are having families? Oh man, isn't it great that people are finding community through faith or otherwise? Like maybe there are trends in that way. I just, as far as I'm aware, fewer people are having kids, fewer people are finding community in places like churches. Um, all of those things are necessary to turn this around. The only trend that I see that's encouraging to me socially right now is fewer people. Uh, a lot of people are realizing the importance of gun rights, um, both through the chaos that was 2020 and people arming themselves in response. And then I was watching a story just today about how, like, in response to the stuff going on in Gaza, everyone's arming themselves in the U.S., Um, but as far as I'm concerned, whatever reason you have to get serious about your own self-defense, your own self-preservation net plus, that would be the one thing. The one trend I think is going the right way is, um, is people getting serious about their own defense. Of course, that comes with a massive qualifier of what's causing them to get serious about their own self-defense. Could it be chaos and destruction? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's a negative, but at least people are, uh, taking their own safety into their own hands, which is good. Liren, uh, thanks for supporting the show. Mr. Token S word says you both going to watch the new Yellowstone spinoff Bass Reeves on Paramount plus my parents were talking about that. I don't know anything about it, but it, I, in general, I think if it's by Taylor Sheridan, I think he does good stuff. So I, I'd be willing to check it out if it's by him, but if it's like some other spinoff that's uninvolved, I'd be less interested, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I like the entire Yellowstone universe. Das Pooch says, don't go to India Blonde. A woman named Sarah Lane, who was big on tech podcasts and tech TV in the 2000s, went there and her husband, or with her husband, and they got brain parasites for her trouble. Took her years to cure or heal. Yeah, I would imagine some of the uh, sanitation is uh, a little suspect, but I will have to forward that to her. And thank you, Das Pooch. Knuckle Hunky Buck says, step one, pour cereal. Step two, pour milk. Step three, throw the whole bowl in the trash. Breakfast is for cowards. Well, congratulations on your courage. I find breakfast delicious. You're a very, uh, very silly person. My favorite part of Halloween is that Count Chocula is readily available. The finest cereal ever made. Don't send me any opinion otherwise. Chris to the J production says, been with the call-in show from the beginning and here at the end, I'll keep sending you the uh, convention of States updates. Don't cry for the end. Laugh and be joyful that it happened. Chris to the J. Well, thanks for supporting the show, man. It has been a long time. I know you've been calling in talking about that for years and I appreciate uh, you updating me on that because it's a project I consider worthwhile and important, however far away it may be. So if there are important uh, updates on the convention of States front, do let me know because I'm interested in that. Thank you, man. Uh, Robot tech Two. Let's keep it going all night, guys. I will miss the show aside from the occasionally overly cringe callers. Occasional? How dare you uh, smear them in that way? They were all <laughs> overly cringe, including me. No, I don't know. Uh, we had a lot of characters, man. And that's kind of the point of the show. I, like that's When you have a show like this where you've surrendered some of the control and none of it is planned ahead of time, 
it has been an incredible grab bag of stuff that has really made me think about just think about news or politics or any of the you know philosophy, any of the things we talk about in ways I hadn't thought of before and probably changed my mind on things too. And then you have off the wall calls where I mean, sometimes it's like, I have no idea what we're even talking about right now, but I'm going to pretend like I do for the sake of politeness. I mean, that's happened too. And uh, regardless of what type of caller you were from the caller who like, you know, said something really profound and changed my mind to the caller that, uh, I don't know, people want me to clip out audio clips of. Thank you for contributing to the show. And I, I don't mean to say that dismissively because I've been on either side of that too. I feel like I've had a lot of great exchanges on this show uh, where I, I feel like I explained myself well and and um, articulated what I'm trying to say well. And then I look back at some exchanges and think, well, I really handled that poorly. I should have done X, Y, or Z. And so I've, I, from the totally profound to the completely cringe, we've had all of it. And I include my own participation in that. I've been everywhere on that entire spectrum myself. And that's been part of the fun and the challenge of doing the show. I think we are all set on the chats. Uh, and just one more here. Uh, MGB, congrats on the new adventure at Tenant. You have been such a terrific influence and reporter for me over the past few years. Also happy belated present for your next kid. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. Uh, thank you for those kind words. And we love you. Here. You're very special. I think we're good on Rumble. There is one over on Odyssey here. Mike Hawk, 420 Blazin, the classic. This whole tenant deal makes me nervous, but Matt has been honest and genuine for as long as I've watched him, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But when the shit goes tits up, I reserve the right to say I told you so. Hey, man, I, it's like I uh, I posted today. If you get a chance to listen to it, I try to explain this whole thing. Um, I am not I'm not mad or frustrated with anybody who's uh, who's skeptical. Uh, you're doing exactly what I, I am requesting, which is like, hey, if you trusted me this long, will you, will you trust me enough to give me a little bit of a, a leash share, a little bit of some leeway that I think this is a, a worthwhile project? And uh, and as I said in that video, it's like if I start posting things that are completely out of character, like if I start posting weird takes that don't make any sense, or if I start posting, um, I don't know, like if I start posting on topics that are uncommon for me, like it seems like I'm going hard for something I normally wouldn't care about. Yeah, I mean, then you reserve the right to think like, well, did someone tell him to say that or something? But I promise you, I'm going over to Tenet and I'm taking the exact same spirit, the exact same perspective, the exact same everything that I've built this channel with and I'm just bringing it to a new place and that's all that's been asked of me. And if I got any whiff of like, well, we really like what you're doing, but would you talk about this some more or not talk about that? Or would you change this about your presentation? Or would you like, I don't know. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if they told me they didn't like plaid, I'd tell them to fuck off because I'm still going to wear plaid. Uh, none of that was a part of the conversation. And if it was, it wouldn't have happened. It would not have been agreed to. So I'm, I'm telling you with, uh, with, um, all the honor that I hold that, that they are interested for the right reasons and uh, that I trust them. And if they betray that trust, we'll resolve that problem. I have a way to do that. So thank you, man. I appreciate your support for the show uh, and uh, getting me to this new opportunity. And I appreciate your willingness to, to give me a little bit of the benefit of the doubt as well. And I think with that, we are all set for what has been seven years of call-in shows. Yeah, it looks like we're all good. So I don't know what I could say to close this that hasn't already been said, 
if you've participated in this show to any capacity, uh, whether you've called in, whether you've just listened, uh, whether you've been a lurker for uh, the last seven years, whether you've posted insanely offensive things in the Discord in the seven years, uh, if you've supported the show financially, of course, you have my support. But um, yeah, uh, the, the, I'll emphasize this is not goodbye. This is see you very soon. I hope over on another place. Again, if you'd like to continue your Wednesday listening, uh, head on over to uh, tenantmedia.com. You can find all the links. Or head on over to the Tenant YouTube channel, Tenant Rumble channel, all their other social media. I plan to be live at the usual time, 7 p.m. next Wednesday at 8, uh, with a new production, a new producer, or at least a, a my old producer guy in a new role, and um, a new project to build. And so if you'd like to be a part of that, I would love to host you. If not, if you've decided that uh, I've sold my soul to the devil and I am no longer worthy of your time, you are entitled to that too. Uh, whatever decision you make, you have my sincere gratitude for making this production is a success too strong of a word. I mean, to the extent that it's sustained for seven years, that's far more successful than I ever expected with the, with what started as just, uh, uh, something to do for fun after the election of 2016. Cause it was so crazy. I just had to talk to people about it. In any case, uh, I, I hope to see you next Wednesday night and I'll leave it at that. Uh, everybody who has participated has my deepest gratitude, uh, my sincere thanks. And I hope to see you very soon. Of course, if not on my new Wednesday show on the Sunday show, which isn't going anywhere, uh, and won't go anywhere as long as I, uh, as long as I am running that thing. And of course, as long as Blonde is running that thing. So we hope to see you there. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, you'd like to listen back. MattChristensenMedia.com slash podcast is how you do that. Speaking of, you want to find anything show related, including my new show starting on Wednesday, MattChristensenMedia.com, MattIs.gay. All the information will be up there for you to find it. Have a great night. Appreciate it.